0: Pricy people suck. Wow. No.
1: For another week of M4G Radio, as the holiday season slows down, so does our participation, because oh, everybody doesn't want to come for the show. Anyway, this episode 451, November 14th, 2016. With us today, we have John. Hello. And we have Jay. Bonjour now. And we send we send out our love to the Gambus, who's still recovering from his surgery. So that's why he's not on the show this week? Drew's just a dick. That's why he's not on the show.
2: Isn't he <laughs> yeah. isn't he away for the weekend? So? That's not fair. You know, back when can't... back
1: before he was in a relationship he used to call in from Bosnia and now he can't even call in from a hike.
2: <laughs> oh bless <laughs> Leave him alone. I got a life to get on with. I
1: gotta do this because I know he'll listen to this and he'll be <laughs> like, You son
2: of a bitch. I'll be like, That's right, Drew. Right. We
3: talk shit about you when you're not here, man you're You better still, be on You're still here, Keep in, honest. Still here yep. in
1: spirit, boy uh, But anyway, video games That's what we're going to talk about So don't expect any other kind of conversation Because I will i will kick you out of the podcast
2: <laughs> He's got that fun line. I, I wasn't to go. say anything <laughs> I think
1: we've all heard enough So let's, let's have uh, conversations about video games Of which there are a lot of good ones to talk about
2: Mm. John. Wow, I get to start. Isn't that the first time ever? Uh, no, it's not. The, I, you've Isn't started. It? You've started before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't got a huge amount to talk about, to be fair. Uh, game-wise, um, I did pick up the Pro, though, and I'll talk about that in a second. I'm sure you'll have yes. words to say as well, Ken. Okay. Um, game-wise, I... I've started Mass Effect uh, for my role in Phoenix down uh, this season and the only things I can say about that is fuck the shooting and fuck that Mako.
1: <laughs> did you did you do what I suggested and, and make sure that you went into the menu and turned off the film grain effect because it's just awful.
2: Yeah, I, I, the way that the Xbox One emulates, it kind of has this like a, a, a the brightness is too high, and so first thing I do when playing most backwards-compatible games is go in there and just adjust about, and uh, there's, just there's fiddle a, with it so I get it right, but I is, turn the film grain off.
1: There is uh, options for different um, uh, TV displays in the, in the settings menu, too. Uh,
2: well, for Mass Effect?
1: Yes, in the Mass Effect uh, menu, there's an option for, like, uh, what is it? I forget what they call them, like when I'm cinematic mode, when I'm a set mode, but it... It actually brightens yes. up the screen.
2: Yeah, yeah, I did. I did swap that over as well as like uh, one was high contrast, one was high brightness. So I swapped yes. down to high contrast, which kind of instantly gave it a, a better look. But then you know you remove the grain filter and, and that looks a lot better, uh, especially on the the Xbox One and on the 4K TV. But um, I, you know what, that I want to play. This game through, well I have to now, I've kind of committed myself because yeah, you're, you're uh, Phoenix
1: down. it's not like Phoenix um, Down ever not finishes. <clears throat> no, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so I'm, I'm kind of locked into it. And so I, I started uh, the other day, I thought, right, okay, sit down, I'm going to start fresh because I think the last playthrough when the Mass Effect first went back was compatible, I got um, a cut, like an hour in or something like that. I think probably to the first bit we have to shoot, and then I thought, no, 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 no. Um, So I settled in, and the idea is is that I want to play this game knowing that, um, by the sounds of it, me and Drew are also going to be doing two and three at some point. So I want my... This this has to be the playthrough. So I want to make sure I'm saving as many people as I can, because obviously all of that stuff has an effect in two and three in regards to... Uh, crew members that you meet and can and select and stuff like that. Um, so I'm now kind of worried that I'm going to do something that's going to cause me to not enjoy two and three so much. So I'm constantly thinking about that. Um, but oh, don't think it, about that. Um,
3: are you playing with like a guide next year or something?
2: I haven't yet. Uh, Drew was kind of enough to send me because I, you know, you guys use FAQs for for Phoenix Down um, to help speed things along. Uh, he has sent me one, and I will use it at some point. I'm now just settling in, so I have just got my full team. Uh, So, from this point on, I think I'll probably be trying to use a guide so that, one, I don't have to do as much Mako stuff, and two, I can try and... See,
3: that's where I and, you know, Drew and I kind of differ in that, because when you're talking about a playthrough and you're trying to get an impression of a game, if you go with a fact and if you rely on it uh, a bit more than maybe like once or twice during the whole playthrough where you get stuck or something, right? If you do mm. that, then you're basically following a You're checklist. playing the same you're, game. Yeah, you're basically playing... Yeah, exactly. You're, pl- you're playing the same game. And not only that, you're not really playing it, you're just pressing the buttons that they're telling you to press. It's like the ultimate QTE event, you know? Well, no, you're, you're just pressing really. the buttons that they tell you to You go to the places that they, t- they tell you to do, you talk to the people that they tell you to do, you get the items that they tell you to do, and then you just go with that whole thing. And I think To me, that like ruins a playthrough. Like, if I have to play a game just following a guide from point A to point B, from the beginning to the end of the game, trying to get everything that I want, like, like you're saying, like trying to save everybody and stuff like that, that'll, that'll make my playthrough just completely ruined, at least for me, because that won't be my playthrough. That'll be the playthrough. You know, guided by the fact, according to the fact. So whenever, even though I did, you know, I did Phoenix down games with them before, but I uh, I made sure that I don't use facts. I get that. Like, you get stuck sometimes, and you, you can't, you don't have infinite time to play uh, a certain game, and you want to look into things when you get stuck and whatever, but if you go for that perfect playthrough, like you were saying, to set up for Mass Effect one, uh, two, or three, I think that'll hurt your experience more for those games because you, you won't be following up your honest playthrough. You know that's what that's what matters in the long. Yeah, run.
2: Yeah, no, I, I understand. I absolutely see your point of view in regards to that. Um, it's just that because these games like these link in a way, so that um, I mean, I don't know for sure. But have I'm, you have you ever finished all three of them? No, I've only finished two and three. Okay, so Um, don't
1: worry so much about... and, And Jay's right about this. Make it your own. Because it's not like you miss something. It's just that you have a different experience
3: exactly okay. you get something else instead of what you would have gotten in the first place so you're not completely missing out on content you just get something different which yeah. might be better to talk about especially in a, something like a phoenix down because if yeah, you it's... have different outcomes then that's more interesting to have a discussion about yeah
1: and, and I'll mass take effect Bumble, it's mass okay. effect and it's about a 50-50 shot of what you're going to get because all 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 roads lead to that ending and that ending is it is what it is mm. but it's not dictated by your decisions, your decisions are just your decisions
2: mm, Fair enough, I'll, I'll bear that in mind then I think because um, I do want to carry on, I want that save to carry to 2 and then that carry to 3 and um, whether I get them all done before uh, Andromeda uh, <laughs> hits in March we'll see um, But I, by the sounds of it we've, there are listeners to Phoenix Down who want us now We've Tackled 1 to do 2 and 3 and, and Drew was like well that'll be down to me and I'm, I'm up for that um, I, I, those games are well, two and three are great, and I will happily go and play some more of those uh, before Andromeda hits if we're lucky enough. But you know, that's not that far away. To be fair, you're talking what four or five months, so um, uh, I can't believe that's come round so quickly. It's scary.
1: I, I still feel like Andromeda will be a fall release.
2: Do yeah, you think I, it'll I get delayed uh, too. Yeah, because yeah, we, we, we I, just I'll haven't we,
1: we haven't seen a lot of it yet. And if it's launching in March, I figured we'd have seen a lot more of it by now.
2: Eh, maybe they're just trying to be careful with it. But well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's certainly time for a uh, potential delay, I guess. And uh, we'll we'll see on that, which is fine. It'll give me more time to play two and three. So so I ain't going to grumble too much. Um, uh, the only other main game I played um, is I decided to start Mafia Three. That's a good game. I have just got to the painter black. Yes, <laughs> yeah. great scene. Oh my god, <laughs> that has to be one of the best scenes in recent video game his, uh, history. That is so. The way that it again, I'll, I'll, I'll try not to do spoiler or anything like that. Um, it does happen quite early on, but not right at the beginning. The way that they lead up to that moment really really well done uh really good at character development uh the characters are really well fleshed out and so when that moment hits it hits so much harder than had that been like the opening of the game uh really well done um i like the talking heads aspect like it's done as a retrospective documentary i think that's clever i think the Uh, animation the face because someone has told me this thing looks like ass but it doesn't it looks really good facial animation is really well done um when you're talking about the cutscene side of things or the 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 documentary side of things real tension to detail um however driving can go suck one (laughs) i really do not like the fact that i have to abide by the law when driving and i know it's more realistic. I wish there was a button that you just skip driving.
3: Auto drive, yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. Really
2: wish you could just skip that part. I know it's during the driving sections, there are parts where there's some conversations and it gives you a little bit more context to the characters and the situation that they are in. I could do without that, put it somewhere else. I just sitting there waiting for a traffic light to turn green for crying out loud it's a video game if i want to do that i'll go for a drive it's crazy you, that you that's... should you should probably just
1: turn the difficulty down because they don't bother you if you do that
2: okay maybe i'll i'll think about that because i well the looks of it this game is going to be all about the story um that's the thing that's made the biggest impact uh the driving as i say when you're kind of some of the missions involve you driving, as opposed to just driving to get to the mission. Um, and they're okay. I don't like the way Lincoln's car handles, um, <laughs> at least at the beginning, anyway. Ass in
1: seventies um, horsepower yeah, cars fishtailing around corners.
2: Yeah, and I, I kind of like the effect it has when you brake and do like a handbrake turn because the camera kind of swings to a more cinematic view. But it's seamless, so it does it actually feels natural and doesn't. Uh, causes too much doesn't cause too much disruption with my my driving it just looks cool but I really could do without that um, it also looks phenomenal uh, on the pro um, I'm not sure what technique it's using uh, I know there's a lot of uh, there's an unknown quantity when it comes to how some of these titles are using the the 4K Pro. Obviously, some are using the official checkerboard system uh, Some are uh not going full four k and hitting a fourteen hundred or an eighteen hundred uh p i uh, just I'm not sure how this does it, um, but it looks super crisp looks really really nice um so yeah i'm I'm so far impressed with mafia in certain aspects. I'm not sure how long it is. It's a long um, game,
1: and you better be prepared to do the same thing over and over and over. From uh, from
3: from where you are at the point, to me, it went down like real fast from that point because it starts opening up to the side activities, which you got to do over and over again. And I just quit at that point. I just yeah, got no. word of it.
1: it it's uh, the story is good. It's worth pressing through for, but you are going to do a lot of the same thing for the next. I don't know. How first. do you How do
3: you feel about wooden crates, John? Do you love <laughs> them? I, um, do, you, do you feel that um, they have a lot to offer for your life?
1: To be fair,
3: I haven't really
2: thought about it. Really hey, really. hey! Eventually, you yeah, get you to might... start.
1: You get to start picking up some weed in in the in the swamp.
2: Yeah, wow. That's, that's something, yeah. Um so. that's disappointing to hear because at the moment with everything else that's coming out, I would like something that holds my attention. Um I do not want an Assassin's Creed where it's rinse and repeat I every might, mission. Uh, so I
1: might I might have a game for you later.
2: <gasps> oh, please oh, don't tease oh, me. If this is what I'm thinking <laughs> is I'm gonna get very excited. Um do you want to talk about the pro?
1: Let's talk about the pro. I bought a pro and, and this is cool. We can talk about it from two different angles
2: we can Follow. unlike kind of funny oh, isn't don't, that kind of funny don't
1: don't 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 do this jerks. let's, let's just let's just talk about us fuck yes. everybody else yeah fuck them which by the way we both paid for our pros anyway you know
2: we did they did not send us a pro either one of us no and um i've still got my old ps4 as well i've decided to keep that. It's my new Netflix machine in the living room. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> a $300 yeah. Netflix machine, baby. Yeah. It's, um, it's, in my, it's in my other room with the PC, so it's like, now I've got the choice of two gaming things if I want to but if are I you, get kicked out into the other room.
1: Are you really going to go and play on that other PS4 after you've seen what your Pro can do on a 4K?
2: Yeah, it depends. Um, <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, <laughs> in a word. So... Do you want to take this and start with your 1080p experience? Sure,
1: sure. So I got the Pro, got it home, um, swapped out my hard drives because I had a two terabyte in my old <laughs> PS4. <I swapped laughs> first it out. thing I did. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just want to say that uh, maybe don't screw those screws in so tight, Sony. Good lord!
2: Oh, did you have the same problem with the the actual the 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 hook one that you first have to unscrew? Yeah,
1: that thing was. That's when I had a problem.
2: Yeah it was. Yeah. I I was worrying because I wasn't I wanna to to strip it. it. Yeah, I didn't yeah, want to strip and was it. Like, so what I did but I did was, eventually get it done.
1: Um a little secret I've learned doing this enough is you take yourself a pair of needle nose pliers and you grab it around the, the the edge of the screw and just slightly start it and that keeps you from stripping the, the threads.
2: Mm, I was worried for a moment. Yeah, I
1: was. I was very nervous. I am like, don't, don't do this, don't, don't do this. <laughs> but anyway, once I got that in, then you know, I didn't opt for the transfer because, from what I hear, the transfer takes longer than downloading if you have a decent internet connection.
2: I took the transfer option,
1: so I just I went ahead and just re-downloaded a bunch of stuff. I didn't have a ton on my old PS four anyway. I had already formatted it so I could swap hard drives. Uh, it didn't take long. I I was up and running with a game and then, of course, I was installing games I hadn't played in forever, because those are the ones that got patched. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uncharted 4, I didn't notice a whole lot on 1080p. That game already looks really good. That's its problem. Yeah, that's its problem. It already looked really good. So, I mean, the image quality is a little better. Um, Ratchet and Clank is a fucking night and day (laughs) difference. Really? It is just the... The aliasing and the image quality techniques that Insomniac used on that game, even at 1080p, it looks outstanding. Like, that is the game that I'm like, oh my god, this this is an upgrade.
0: <laughs> mm,
1: that game looks really, really good. Uh, I tried some other stuff, obviously not having 4K and, and HDR. Like, Infamous, both of them looked really good. Um, the Last of Us is weird because it doesn't it doesn't lock at 60 now no which is it and you know it's it's a nitpick thing to go oh well it's only dropping 3 or 4 frames a second down to 55 or 54 but the pacing compared to what it looked like on old PS4 where it was locked at 60 almost
3: it, you can tell and it's weird so what are they doing? Um, putting the resolution forward at 4K down sampling to 1080. Depends on the mm-hmm. game.
1: Everything okay. depends on
3: the game. No, I'm talking about Last of Us. Last of sure. Us, yes.
1: So they up they okay. up the resolution yeah. to the well. If you're running in 60, you're not running 4K. I don't I don't care.
2: No, um, no. Mm-hmm. That's I tough. think it runs at 1800 on um, the 4K modes If it's the 60 frames. Yeah, if you're running all that unlocked.
1: And if you, and you're running 30. If you're running at 4K, which it, even on a 1080p uh, 1080p TV, you get a choice. Um, you get a choice of uh, 60 or, or 30. Uh, and some games do that. Some games do not. I also booted up Paragon. I didn't notice a huge difference because that game's supposed to have like high-res textures and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really see it. But then again, I didn't play a ton of Paragon before I got the Pro, so I might not. Yes, yeah, so you don't really
3: have a comparative idea, I guess. Yeah.
1: So I didn't. I am not really the person to speak on that game. Uh I did play Killing Floor Beta last week on the on the OG PS4, so I'll be very oh. interested to see the the high res textures and the downsampled resolution on that come this week. So, but no, I'm I'm impressed with the pro. I don't think it's worth it if you have a 1080p TV.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay.
1: nice. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. It does look better, and you'll look at it and you'll be like, "Wow, that looks really good. That looks really good." But y- you don't need to rush out and buy this thing.
2: However, if you have a 4K TV, <laughs> with, with HDR, correct? With, with HD- HDR. Hmm. Um, so, same as you can pop the hard drive. And start to install some games that I knew were backwards, uh, backwards, um, HDR and, and 4K compatible. Uh, Ratchet, you think it looks good on 1080p. My <laughs> word, you haven't seen anything until you've seen it on 4K. That thing just pops. It is, as you say, night and day. Yeah, that's against... a,
1: that's a pretty, pretty game now.
2: Yes, it is. Sadly, it but only, not... it
1: only runs at 30, regardless. E-
2: yeah, that's. I think that's a shame um, because the next game I tried was um, First Light, Infamous First Light, and that is... I have never seen a game look so pretty. It is... the. I mean, it, it's... The power that Fetch has is the sort of power that HDR will take advantage <laughs> of with the neon. Yeah. Um, and... You get the two modes. You get the higher frame rate or the improved textures. Tried both. The higher frame rate is incredible when the neon when the the, the trails are there and she's popping in and out of the neon powers. Um, it looks stunning in yeah. HDR. It really, really does. Both um, of the
1: infamous games run really well at sixty.
2: I haven't tried the uh, first one yet because that one took a little bit longer to download and I wanted to see the effect and I thought neon would be the best way to to show that oh, by far, um, I, by do, far. I i do absolutely intend to go back and play those i never played um, first light oh God, um, although i'm better
1: than second good. sun
2: um, but i'm going to go back and play second sun uh, replay second sun and then first light because i just want to put it through its paces this uh the pro um, i then uh, tried uncharted and Uncharted is there is an, a difference. You can notice it on a, on 4K with HDR, um, not as noticeable. But then I, it is, as you say, down to the fact that it already is a phenomenally looking good, a good looking game. So it's, I think, it's harder to tell the difference uh, in regards to, to that. Um, tried uh, both Modern Warfare and Infinite Warfare. They're crisper. Um, no HDR on those, I don't think. Um, but they look slightly crisper. Um, that's all I can say, really. Um, you can see there's an improvement, um, but not as big of an improvement as something like Infamous or Ratchet & Clank. Um, uh, Mafia 3, as I mentioned. Um, what else did I try? Oh, Shadow of Mordor. Which, <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> which is, again, okay, a very odd game to be on that list. Um, but looks really good and flows really, really nicely. Um, again, it's hard for me to describe, but when you've got a 4K TV with HDR, uh, I don't think Shadow of Mordor's HDR support no, it, just it the, the 4K. Um, but when you've got the 4K TV, it's hard for me to describe, but you can just tell it's better. Um, it's like your glasses are smudged and you've cleaned them. It, it really can make that difference. Yeah, that's exactly
3: uh, what a higher resolution does to a screen. You know, it just makes everything sharper, makes everything smoother.
2: I, my opinion is that, well, if you've got a 4k TV with HDR, I think the HDR is a big thing. 4k is one thing and you'll see some benefits, especially when you are looking at, uh, potentially, uh, higher frame rates. Uh, things like that. The 4K is, yeah, you'll see it will be better, but the HDR is a thing, I think, a lot of the time. And if you've got a, a 4K TV with HDR, if you're going to buy, a, if you haven't got a PlayStation, get the Pro. It oh, that's, that's not even a question. No sense. That's not even a question.
1: Not if you to. have a 1080p TV, I still think you should buy the Pro if you, if you don't own one.
3: If that- you... So you're saying Isn't the the difference that you get from the Pro right now, as you speak, uh, even whether you have a 4K HDR or a 1080p screen, it's worth that $100 extra of an investment? Is yeah. that what you're saying? If, okay. you, don't, if you
2: don't own I a think PS4, so, yeah. Yeah,
1: even on a 1080p TV, I think that extra $100 is worth it for the image quality and the 60 frames a second. Okay.
2: Um, when it comes to if you already own a PS4 uh, and have a 4K uh, TV, it's... I So far, I'm I'm impressed with it. I think it's definitely worth considering, especially if you can get a good deal on a trade-in or something like that. Um, the stuff I've seen. Also played Rise of the Tomb Raider as well, and oh my god, in a higher frame rate, that thing is amazing. Um, if it's just if you've got a PS4 and you only have a 1080p screen, it's hard to say. Well, this is what you want to plump for. I, I don't think you can. Um, there are definitely improvements, and I think as we get into next year and we see more developers take advantage of what the Pro can offer, I think you'll see more games offer a range of functions. Such well, it's as, not its um, not
3: just more. It has to be every game, uh, based on Sony's mandate, isn't it? Yeah, every single game has to have the option. Well,
1: according we, to Sony's we, mandate, every PS4 Pro game has to run as well as PS4, and that didn't happen.
2: No, exactly. We have to see how they're enforcing that, if they're enforcing that, because if a developer turns, a big developer turns around and says, I'm not doing that, certainly aren't going to say, well, you can't make the game for our system, are they? They're going to want the games on the system. Um, It will be interesting next year. I think we'll see a wider range of developers doing like Crystal Dynamics have done, or like um, Sucker Punch have done, and giving you a series of options like higher frame rate better visuals enhanced visuals 4k or checkerboarding uh, resolution and that that that's going to be cool I am really looking forward to seeing how Final Fantasy 15 does on the pro um, it's p- possible that that's one of the reasons why it got the delay maybe they were looking at support on that who knows um, but that's I think isn't that the first game that has a Post-launch of the Pro? Oh no, Watch Dogs has it, Watch doesn't Dogs it? Watch Dogs have it, so
1: does uh, Killing Floor.
2: Okay. Um, so I think, as it stands at the moment, I'm pleased I got it. Having a... And it I know it's not native 4K in most cases. There are some games, I think Thumper runs in native 4K, and Last of Us, of course, and a couple of other smaller games. Um, but the ones that are taking advantage of the checkerboarding, it does... I've it looks really good the hdr if it supports hdr it'll blow your mind if your tv is hdr compatible it is really really good and it's well worth it for me having a 4k tv it's just down to the individual and there are advantages even running on a 1080p screen as you said ken um you know there are improvements that you will notice
3: the interesting thing about this whole thing that's going on now to me, which I find fascinating, is having been a PC gamer for so long, this idea of an upgrade, this idea of getting high, higher visual fidelity on games is something that I'm very familiar with. What yeah. I do every time I get a, I build a new computer, I get that new sexy GPU, put it in there, I make that like thousand dollar plus investment to build a really good PC that'll last me a few years. What I do, I don't download the newest game. I download the old game that I couldn't play at the high visual fidelity, that I couldn't play at 60 frames per second. And then I plop those games on. I put them on. I'm like, yes, this is what I paid for. This is the improvement that I wanted. And it feels good. It feels satisfying. And for the first time ever, console gamers are actually able to enjoy this in the same way uh with a smaller investment than the PC gamers generally have to do. Hmm. So that I find that interesting because of all the feedback and everything that people are going on about that you know they have never really been a PC gamer making these PCs upgrades every couple of years. So now they're get, now they're able to have this choice. If they want the higher visual fidelity, if they want to you know kind of invest a little bit more into a, into a game they want to have a better experience with then they can do that. Otherwise the PS4 still seems to provide a perfectly acceptable experience. It's just not the best. And people have to get in the habit of accepting the idea that you can't always have the best if you want there to be choices. You can always make the choice to get a better one, but at at the same time uh, we have to make sure that Sony doesn't. Sony and Xbox and whatever, they don't take advantage of our goodwill. You know, buying into these upgrades and then going a little too far. You know, I think an upgrade every like three four years is reasonable. I think anything anything more than that, if you do like an upgrade like every year, there's a there's a PS4 Pro Plus or some bullshit like that next year. Then no, people are not gonna have it. But from what it seems like, I don't think I don't think they'll risk something like that.
2: So I I, I like I like what I'm hearing. I like what I'm hearing a lot. um, I think I would be comfortable enough with a refresh every three to four years if that's the way they decide to go. Well, time will tell, and it all depends on how this sells as to what Sony do in the future. It's also worth noting for those that do have a uh, 4K TV is although we all know... um, the PlayStation 4 Pro does not play 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray players uh, Blu-rays, um, and the Xbox One S does. The it will upscale your Blu-rays, and they look amazing. It, and the it Xbox will, S doesn't. Most,
1: most TVs will do that too.
2: <laughs> yeah, the TV software isn't great. Um, no, it's not, is a, But still, it's it's the still one, no
1: excuse for omitting that
2: that drive. No, but. no. Uh, completely agree but it is i find it weird that the xbox s plays 4k but doesn't upscale blu-rays and it's a complete vice versa for the ps4 pro it just seems really odd and it is very odd because the xbox one S used to and um, they patched it out oddly um so now it only runs uh, outputs blu-rays in 1080p as opposed to um uh 20 whatever 21 thingy um so that's really weird, but uh, Blu-rays, I tried a couple out, and they look phenomenally good. Uh, the upscaling software they're using, or, how, or however they're doing it, may, actually does make a difference when watching a Blu-ray, if you're watching on a 4K TV.
1: I will be, I so, will be very interested to see, and not to jump too far ahead into the news, but I will be very interested to see how this does, because just from the litmus test that I did, where I went out, and you know, I was talking to the people at GameStop about how it's selling, mm. they didn't even sell out.
3: Yeah, they didn't sell out at the place that I stopped by as well.
1: Yeah, so and and to note, NPDS hit a couple days ago, and Xbox outsold mm-hmm. PlayStation Four again. And it's like, will this bump PlayStation Four back up, or will it just be kind of a like a non-existent bump? I, I don't know.
2: It's I weird. think in all in my in my opinion, um, for what it's worth, I don't think the xbox one has sold more for the last four months because of its um price or because of the s i think it's because they've got games i think games like forza gears of war recall i think those games are uh, the exclusive to that you know that console i think it's telling that they're they're coming out and xbox is, is becoming the number one console over the past few months where sony's had nothing um it's got nothing with the exception of of Last Guardian, which at least we now know is definitely coming out this year, but um, I think that I think that that says a lot. And, I don't think it's a console; I think it's the games. People yes. want games, you know.
1: You know, I, I go back and forth on this because Sony doesn't have first-party games,
2: but they they still have games. They have a lot of third-party oh, exclusives, yes, abso- absolutely. But if mm-hmm. you are looking at someone getting into the um, the new generation of consoles, you're going to pick the one that has. The most games, I guess, and although you know, yes, you have Call of Duty and your Battlefield. And well, you, it's, it's not uh, just about and and the
3: it's... most games; it's about the games that you want, right? Yeah, the like, games that you I, I bought play. a Wii U over an Xbox One because it had the games that I want yeah. over the games uh, that yeah. I really want. You
2: know, uh, I mean? you are a bit of a special case, Jay. Uh, it really <laughs>
3: depends. I mean, Xbox One had these games, but I also own a PC as well, so I could play mm. all of those as well. But but regardless, yeah, of the fact is that like, I think people look at games as not just the quantity of them, but the desired level for each game. Like, mm. for example, for me to buy a system, it requires three games that I must, must play. Uh, was it Bayonetta 2? Uh, or was it um, Xenoblade Chronicles X? And mm. uh, there was one other game that I had to have the Wii for. for. Uh, I forget the name of it, but yeah, it's one of those. But anyway, I had like, three or four third. games that I needed to have. <laughs> Devil's Church. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, right. But all right, let's. We can also add the the quality of the games has been pretty there good. It. Recall, although it might not have sold well, it's it's. I like reviewed okay. Um, Gears of War reviewed really well. Forza incredibly well. Um, you've got a good quality. I'm sure if they've just trounced out rubbish, then it might have been a different story. But it's interesting. You have got two very good consoles out there now. Um, I think the Pro is should not be discounted in any kind of way. It's definitely. Um, Uh, a worthwhile upgrade for those that want that. Um, But it is very interesting to see how things are going uh, with with sales. Um, Exciting times.
1: I I want PlayStation to start winning again because the back and forth makes both better.
2: Absolutely. And of course, Microsoft are going to be looking at this launch very keenly. Oh, of because course. they're going to be doing something similar in 12 months' time. So they're going to want to see how this is... Well, uh, just just because the Xbox the
3: uh, outsold the PlayStation a couple of months in NPD doesn't mean that Microsoft's winning. They're still losing, no. like, half. No, oh, no, no, no. no, like no, a no, no. There's, there's that's chips. a huge deal. They're still losing. Of course, yeah, but, but for
1: them to come back and, and start outselling the PS4, which was selling with
3: nothing behind it, I kind of would like that, for the Xbox One to overtake the PS4, and then you have a heated race. Yes. And then you have that thing you want to go uh, over, over the top.
2: Then it's like What really we crazy. don't want are either of them to become complacent. No. And by having this ebb and flow, this back and forth, you are... Uh, they'll find themselves in positions where they can't be complacent. They have to That's always right. be on their toes, innovating. Um, I just hope that it comes from green lighting games that might not get greenlit normally, uh, as opposed to exclusive stuff, because I still think that sucks. I don't mind the, you know, the auto you know, get the mission on the Xbox or the PS4 and you get extra stuff or whatever, you know, that's fine, but when you have situations where a game has been, like Rise of the Tomb Raider is a really good example, um, I don't want that. I would rather have the, them investing. New ideas, new IPs that might not have seen the light that they want to give a chance to, to to, to create that exclusive game that's first party for them. I want to see that sort of stuff. As long as they don't become complacent, because Sony has been complacent in this Uh, past uh, 12 months if they end
3: up making games that otherwise would not have existed say something like a bayonetta two because of the support of the first party then yeah i'm down for that and obviously that game's gonna have to be exclusive that system otherwise you wouldn't yeah. have a deal no
2: that's that's fine i don't I'm, I'm we're in a fortunate position where we well at least i am in a position where i don't have to choose a, a game because of a console I've, I've got them um so i'm but it, i think being complacent just means you don't see innovations in both technology and in the way games are made. And with them fighting each other in this way, you're more than like you're more likely to to see that sort of stuff. So it's we'll see, but um, it's I don't want Sony to become complacent because they have been. Uh, they've been a bit lax, you know, the whole situation where they. Um, with the pro originally when it was out they the way that they they didn't get behind it they didn't come out for months and say something when i think they should have done um some of the decisions they've made like for example um like refusing to do backwards compatibility at least in uh even using things like the the playstation now stuff you could i mean what's to stop them if you owned a game and it's on playstation now you having access to that game that sort of stuff is complacent to me. And Microsoft have been doing the exact opposite. They've been going out, they've been um, well, buying the, to get the, their the, customers. The
3: different back. factors from the PlayStation now is that you would have to have those servers running uh, for the specific specific reason of letting people play their backwards compatible games. But that's, but that's for what micro- I mean. if, if if No if, but if, Microsoft does it differently. It's an update. Everyone gets it. You don't have to be, you know, connected to the internet just to play no, that. But I'm just platform.
2: saying that, all right they can't as far as we are aware, they can't make uh, PlayStation Three games run on the PlayStation four, but they have PlayStation now, and there are games in that library that I own on digitally on playstation three and i can 't play them on PlayStation now just tick if it, they would just ticket it on your account as you have yeah. unlimited rental for that game and why can 't they do something like that and uh, that that 's why I feel that they 're you know so one of the reasons why they 've become a little complacent. Whereas Xbox been targeting that audience, imagine, they have seen uh, that it makes people happy.
1: Yeah, imagine a world where when you when they do the PlayStation Plus games, like they just give you unlimited rental as long as you have PlayStation Plus for those PS3 games. Imagine that. Yeah. just like There's, Xbox does it, with it uh, must be 360 games. I,
3: I just I just think PlayStation now, in general, even though the technology itself actually is kind of impress impressive to me from when I tested it out, it is too expensive to give away for free, uh, to maintain. It's not like an update that you give to people, and then that's it. You're, all the work I you're would, have to do
2: with that is done. I would uh, love to know how many people subscribe to PlayStation now, because I bet not, that ain't Not nearly
3: lot. enough. Is, so is, therefore, it the
2: wouldn't actually be better for them, because they probably would get more subscription to PlayStation Plus if it was a case of these two games are backwards compatible, but they're also going to be on now and But you also, you also have to claim.
3: take into consideration that a base subscription service based on bandwidth if you need to cater towards basically every single that person that has PlayStation Plus which is almost every single PlayStation 4 owner by the way, then you have to cater towards over what is it over 50 million customers on a bandwidth service, that's ridiculous, the upkeep cost for a system like that would be ludicrous yeah, that's mm-hmm. so. It's like it's, it's it's not feasible. I would love it, obviously. That's cheaper pro cons- uh, consumer. I would love something like that, but I don't think it's reasonable to. I, I'm
2: about. just using that as an example, the, the fact that they have been. There are things that they could do to win over a few hearts and minds, and they seem to have gone very quiet since going so far ahead of um uh, uh, of Microsoft, and it again getting back to the whole point of it. Is that with Microsoft now starting to gain a little bit of ground, getting those numbers out, it's better for us.
0: Yes,
3: I agree. So, I, I hope I hope uh, Xbox still keeps on doing it. And not only that, I just love the fact that all their games are on PC as well, so... Like, I've got nothing to lose. Like, as, lo- as long as they put out more games, they sell more consoles, they're going to be, you know, kind of enthusiastic about putting out more exclusive games, which, in turn, I can play on the PC. And I lose yeah. nothing. It's great. And the competition... Yeah, you're in that position
2: where great. your PC can handle those sort of games. I mean, I I can struggle to run... Uh, admittedly, they, they need to optimize them because I... Gears of War is uh, and Forza should run perfectly fine on mine. Really? I,
3: I, th- I thought that was a pretty well-optimized game from what I heard from the Gears reviews. Gears of War
2: is... Uh, Forza yeah. wasn't,
1: wasn't at launch. I haven't tried it since they patched it. They supposedly fixed a lot of what was wrong with Forza, but I I've played so much of it on Xbox One, and it's perfectly fine there,
2: so... Yeah. But you're in that position, Jay, where you've got a nice enough PC to handle it. So yeah, you're in a win-win situation. You've got your PS4 for those yep. games. You've got for the exclusives on Microsoft. You've got your Windows 10. So yeah, well, the but, only downside, obviously, being the fact that you have to buy them digitally. So, uh, but you know, that's, yeah, but on at PC, you've got the option.
1: PC, you're not going to buy physical games anyway. Yeah, uh, I no, mean, no, come no, on, man, no. Steam games, games.
3: No, but no, you no, know, no, just
1: no. just one last point about this. That luxury came from the competition, and that's what You're we right. thats what we exactly. need more of.
2: Mm, yes. Yeah. Alright, so, any, any other games before we move on? Um, I briefly played Steep.
3: Yeah,
2: I am I played... worried for that game. Really? I—that That is a glitchy mess. I know it's a beta, but it's less than a month from launch. That thing is a glitchy mess. You are the
1: only person reporting that.
2: Uh, I had so many troubles, like, um, flying out of the world or into mountains, but still going um like the you know there's like i had a wingsuit challenge where a couple of times it put me back to the start and i'd just fall off the edge and like without touching anything like what the fuck so it's um um i'm slightly worried
1: i played about two hours of it had no issues loved it yeah, maybe it's just <laughs> me
2: would you play xbox or ps4 uh
1: ps4 oh okay Wait. Okay. Fair enough. No, I I don't know. I I'm I wasn't sold on that game until I played the beta, and now I'm like I'm kind of sold on this game. <laughs> I
2: I so, like the what I could get done of it. Um, I love the snowboarding, skiing, not so much, and the wingsuit stuffs really cool. I'm not sure how quickly I'll get bored with them, but there are other events. Uh, I think isn't there? It's not just those three. I, I, right?
1: I don't know. I don't. That's <laughs> still that's still three more than any other snowboarding game. <laughs>
0: that's <is> true. Yes. <laughs>
3: All right, so I'll move on to Jay. Okay, sure. Oh, um, well, let's talk about some new stuff that we haven't talked about before I kind of delve deeper into the ones we have. Uh, I play a nice little pleasant game called Owlboy. I think you played it, Ken? No, but I want to. I've heard nothing but good things about this game. And you definitely should play this game because this yeah. game is really... This is just a jolly experience is the only way for me to kind of say what the game is. Because you play... It's, it's a 2D uh, pixel art kind of game. Uh, you play this uh, kid who was kind of, you know, like half owl, half person kind of thing. <laughs> he's a furry? Yeah. Uh, oh, he's a let's feather. Not, let's, he's let's, a let's not bring the F word into this. Okay? <laughs> okay, let's, I'm, I'm talking about something that's pleasant, something that's nice. You know, we don't want to go there. Right, so there's no ifing involved here, so let's yeah, talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, but, uh, so it's kind of like a 2D platform, but the whole big hook is that you can fly. You can literally just jump, press up, and you're flying. You can fly anywhere and do whatever you feel like. And the way you fight in general is that you actually pick up your, your kind of friends, your side characters, and they have different, uh, like skills and tool tips that they can do. Uh, but it kind of turns into like a twin six shooter after you pick someone up and then you kind of go flying around your your movement is very quick. Uh, there's like small very light puzzle elements but what I really like about this game is is the art style and the story because you're, you play as this character that's like he just fails at everything that he does, you know, because owls are supposed to be really intelligent like a Kind of like a guiding light for the rest of the species on this on this planet. But this kid is kind of like a bumbling doof, you know. He kind of screws everything up, you know. And then he has such high expectations because he is now. And because of that, he kind of wants to prove himself, kind of wants people to look at him in a different light. So he just kind of goes on an adventure to um, kind of settle something. I'm not going to say what it is, but, uh, you know, kind of take care of a threat. More or less, and you get some friends that come with him. You meet some weirdos along the way, but it's just really charming. Thanks, Drew. So you know, you just kind of play, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's just—I don't know—it just feels good to play. the The controls are just so tight. Uh, the, the the visuals are really nice. The music is really soothing and uh, pleasant, and fits. Exactly for the the scene that it's going for. And I played maybe about an hour and a half of it. And I'm definitely going to go back and play the rest of it. Because, man, I, I love me some 2D platforming games once in a while. And uh, this one is just scratching that itch. And I haven't had a good time uh, of, uh, with a 2D game like this since I played like, Shovel Knight like, a year and a half ago or something like that. Oh, you're making so. the
1: Shovel Knight. I really hope this game <clears throat> does well and branches out and maybe comes to consoles. I would love to see it there.
3: Mm, yeah, it's uh, it'd be really easy. I'm I'm playing with a controller on the PC as well for this game, and that's definitely recommended to do because of the twin sticks, uh, you know, nature of it. So I could definitely see it coming to uh, consoles after, you know, does fairly well on PC.
1: Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about that game. I really want to play it.
3: Yeah, I just don't think, I mean, people are gonna think of this game, like, when I bring up the name Shovel, now you have certain expectations. It's not a, it's not a particularly challenging game, it's a different sort of challenge, right? Uh, it doesn't have, it doesn't, it's not a Mega Man game either, but it's just what I mean from an overall quality of a 2D game. Is yeah, the only that's, that's what maker. I think.
1: I don't I don't ever think of, like, it has to be challenging. I just want it to be good, you know? The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the NES and, and Super Nintendo had a lot of games that were very different. They weren't all challenging, but they were all damn fun. And that's what I want.
3: Yeah, I think that's exactly what you're going to get from this game. I highly recommend it. It's pretty cheap, too, on Steam if you want to pick it up or GOG. Um, I also actually, you know, I, I finished off most of my reviews. I just have that one accursed game that I'm reviewing. <laughs> so... um I started, uh, and I had these games sitting basically on my desk for a month, maybe a little bit more, and I finally got to open them up. Um, I checked out Battlefield 1. Um, I delved into the campaign. It it didn't grab me as much as I was hoping. Like, I did maybe two campaigns of the, what, a five or six. And it is, I mean, visually, it's stunning. It has some really nice set piece moments here and there, but... Like it doesn't make me feel like, oh, I have to keep playing. I want to play more of this game. Because also, A, the stories are kind of separate entities to themselves, right? So I I don't feel like invested into one Cohesive story. They're just kind of like snippets of a storyline going from one place to the next, which is an interesting way to do a storytelling. But it doesn't kind of encourage me to go to the next one after I finish one because I just finished one. It's kind of like a short story. Uh, the multiplayer is is okay. I mean, there you can. Battlefield has always been kind of like a cauldron for those special moments where you shoot out a freaking airplane using a handgun or something like that, and some nonsense where you jump off a hair uh, airplane like. Gr- throw a grenade somewhere and then get back on the airplane and just co- go fly off as the thing explodes. Like, nonsensical moments. But you have to remember, those things don't happen to you most of the time. No. Those, are, those are, like, Reddit YouTube moments. Most of the time you're gonna spawn, you're gonna get a couple shots, left, you're gonna die. Yep. And then rinse and repeat for, you know, for your, the duration of that match. And it just... I'm, I'm used to playing Overwatch now, where if I die, I fucked up. And we're probably going to lose an objective. So, like, if I die in Battlefield 1, nobody noticed that I was even there most of the time. No. It doesn't even matter that I was alive. There's so many and people playing. Exactly. So, I mean, there there is a charm to that. There's there something good about that, you know, being one of many. That's special in its own way, but to me, I just love having that individual impact. Being able to be that one player that changes the tide of the whole battle, changes everything around, and just wins it for the team. And I can't get that really in Battlefield One, um, or you know, not not nearly as readily as Overwatch or something like that, or even in Titanfall. Because when, when you pull in that Titan and you start making some moves, you can make a huge difference. Like you can take over a battlefield with, with a Titan. So yeah, I'm not I'm not digging it, but once again that's just not the kind of gamer that I am I don't really like that kind of gameplay style so it's it's, just, it's a good game it's just not for me in particular
1: before um, before you give up entirely on the campaign play the last mm-hmm. story
3: the The one in the desert right yes that yeah, was, was, that was that by that far yeah, my
1: favorite okay. because it, it completely throws away the conventions of the earlier levels and it opens up like an open world game it's, it's kind of cool Ooh,
3: okay. that sounds interesting Yeah, I'll, I'll load that up before I'm done with the game uh the other game that uh we've talked about before but I you know finally got around to opening it up is World of Final Fantasy.
1: Yes, I played some of that finally this week cuz I have a PS4 in my office now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Get give you some time with it. Um that game is neat. Yeah. It is clearly a game made for children, but it is neat. Yes. Uh it's, it's very is it every, like everyone said it's basically Pokemon with mirages. You know what's the funny thing is, John, remember uh Tokyo Mirage Sessions? Yes. Every time they go like, "You got to collect a Mirage. I was like, "That's that word sounds familiar." <laughs> it's almost like I played a seventy-hour game with mirages like, <laughs> like a month ago, and then they're bringing up mirages again. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and they they work in the same kind of way because they're they're like remnants of uh, monsters from the Final Fantasy universe too, which was pretty pretty funny. Uh, but it's just neat the as people. Set time and time again. The only thing really bad about it is that stupid, goddamn dumb mascot character of the terrible da da
2: da 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 frustrating. Oh
3: yeah. god! The... You know,
2: I've, I've, never con- we're
3: not... I've
1: considered switching to Japanese language, and I never do that. <laughs> so the thing about it is that, like, even
3: if you switch to, ja- uh, to Japanese, the, the script is going to remain the same. It you is, but I'm not going to
1: hear. I'm not going to hear the every five minutes. I guess.
3: God, it's we're bad. not supposed to be making fun of people with speech impediments, but we I'm are.
1: <laughs> this is a flying fox. Okay, I'm allowed to make fun of a flying fox. <laughs> hey, man, that's feelings too. Okay, That's
3: <laughs> digital feelings. And you're hurting it right now. <laughs> no, this killer. character is
1: terrible. It's a terrible. Like, every other character in that game, I can just go with. I'm like, okay, you're you're childish and you're whimsical, but whatever. But that thing, I want to stab that thing right in his fucking forehead.
3: Yeah, me too. I hate that I've thing. never been more annoyed with a mascot character since fucking Na'vi from back in the day. Hey, listen. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just like... I know it's coming but I still feel that like grotesque like grossness c- kind of like kind of wash over my entire body every time I hear those words it's, it's uh, just,
1: but goddamn God. if I don't love that game it's just it's so classic It's very addictive. Yeah, classic yeah, just old getting, school.
3: Uh, there's that whole gotta catch them all element to it so you want to collect as many mirages as you can um leveling them up takes longer than i would like sometimes because i want to kind of power them up and make them more useful like drew said they all start at level one for some reason i don't know why but at least they level
1: outside of battle that's nice
3: yeah they do they do but only the ones that you carry along and you only have a finite amount of space for that but what i do like that i wish persona games would do is um when you gather, uh, when you get a new Mirage and your, your stock is full, you automatically have the option to send it to storage. Mm-hmm. In Persona, if you get like a, you know, obviously a demon or Persona, or whatever, uh, and you still have one, you can't take it with you. You, you, get, you have to either let go of the, one of the ones that you have now, or there's no way to, for you to like kind of put it on the side and like a storage or anything like that, which is something that I, it's a quality of life thing that I really, really appreciate um i'm gonna i'm gonna play more of it though i think it's pretty fun but um boy they made some Oof, it's just for children but it's tidying me over since uh you know till the next final fantasy game <laughs> which is only which is soon by the way two weeks yeah baby oh god we've been waiting for this game for so, like, over ten. so years. within the next 30
1: days we will have two games that have been in development for like 15 years
3: it's going to be a glorious, glorious... How
1: crazy game. is
3: that? It is... It's, it's almost hard to believe, isn't it? It is. The, the, yeah, it's just... We made fun of those games. They're like... It's like two Duke Nuem Forever games coming in a month. What, what, what do we have, <laughs> totally like... Hopefully good. After
1: these two games come out, what, what do we have left to make fun of that isn't out?
3: <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, Half Life Three. Half Life we'll 3. Three. We'll always Blessed have Half Life Three. Blessed be the Gabe. Blessed be.
1: Yes, we'll um, always have Half Life Three. But God damn it, that's going to be the only one.
3: Yeah, for and if that comes out, then we'll truly have nothing.
1: Oh man, we need a new game to be announced. It's never cut. Come- Beyond Good and Evil. We got that one still. Yeah,
3: we got that. True. Sure. I think I think that one's pretty believable though. But I don't Shenmue, think as obviously. many people are waiting for Beyond Good and Evil as they were for you know, Lost Guardian and Final Fantasy Fifteen. No, nothing nothing
1: is like nothing since Duke Nukem has matched the the build up to these two games that are launching in less than thirty
2: days. Let's just hope they are better than Duke
1: Nukem. Oh Final Fantasy Fifteen I think is gonna be incredible.
2: God, yeah,
3: I I, I I believe it because I, I heard are they putting out a new demo for that this week? It came out in last Japan. week in Japan. Oh, okay. Are we getting that? Are we getting that Judgment,
1: right? Judgment disc or whatever it's called. Yeah, we're not. I don't think we're getting that. I mean, we're too close at this point. That's true.
3: Yeah. Um. Well, either way, I probably was. You know, I'm kind of on media blackout on these games. I'm already gonna play, so I I probably wouldn't have played it anyway. But um, it would have been nice. I heard they had the PS4 Pro patch uh, enabled on the Judgment disc, which kind of gave you an idea of how the game's gonna look like and run, which is nice. Uh, but I gotta say, like my the biggest selling point for me for PS4 Pro is the ability to play Final Fantasy XV at the highest visual fidelity that I can currently play,
2: <laughs> and that is
3: like that is like getting me like this is getting me close. And I uh, before the show started, I actually mentioned that uh, GameStop's gonna be having a promotion for twenty percent additional trading credit for whatever thing. So I'm thinking about trading in my PS4 for 180 and then picking up a PS4 Pro. Because my PS4 has had issues here and there where ejecting disks won't work and I have to literally get a plier and just yank the game out sometimes.
2: Did uh, you have the launch PS4?
3: Yeah, I had the launch PS4. Yeah, with
2: those buttons. Ugh. Oh I hate I hate those buttons, man. I just yeah, want yeah,
3: solid no. push on buttons. The new solid push
1: buttons are nice. They're not as good as I would hope. They're not as good as the Xbox One S buttons,
3: but No, that is true. But they're not they're not those They're not capacitative right? buttons, no. no they oh, are yeah,
1: physical yeah. buttons.
3: Good. Yes. Good. You know, there there's some points where, yeah, you can do things another way, but just stick with the old way. It just works. It's just it's, it's good. Just, just do that. Um, I play more Nobunaga's Ambitions, but I want to talk about that just like I want to talk about politics. So let's move on. <laughs> Isn't that game <laughs> kind of like on. politics? It is actually very much like politics, and maybe that's why I don't want to yeah, talk, I don't about, that talk about, that about that game. I'll have it done. I swear I will have it done. I just I played thirty minutes of that game and I just the last thing I want to do is play more of that game, so I stop after like thirty minutes, which is just weird for me because I sit down to play a game for like two three hours at a time. So yeah, but it, it is what it is. I'll get it done eventually. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, that's that's it for me. All right.
1: Well, I'll wrap this up, but uh, it's gonna take a little bit. Uh, I should probably go through the little stuff that I played. Uh, getting my PS4 back, I was able to play. I bought a bunch of those PS2 games that were on sale for, like, 5 bucks. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Parappa the Rapper's hard to play on an LCD TV, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Is it input delays? What's happened to you? Yep. I was trying to figure out why I wasn't on rhythm. I'm like, I'm hitting when he should be... Oh, yeah. I forgot about
3: these games. Did you uh, put your game visual settings to game mode? Yes, yeah,
1: so I run everything in game oh, mode. Oh, okay, okay, good. And good, there's good. still a little bit of lag in there, so I had to adjust to it, but... Um... Yeah, uh, making the burgers, Parappa the Rapper, I gotta believe. Man, I you love gotta it.
3: believe. I love those games, I do.
1: I love Parappa, I wish he would come I back. I will
3: never forgive, I mean, I will never forget kick, punt. it's all, all in the
1: mind. Master
3: Onion, Chop Chop, Master yeah. Onion is in the That is Parappa, one of too. the catchiest songs of all time, I'll never forget it. I uh, forgot I how
1: stupidly play. awesome those songs were. Yes in those games. Um, but I had a lot of fun with that. I played a little Destroy All Humans which is not PS2 on PS4. It's more like a it's kind of an upgrade? I don't know. That's it's weird. It's not billed as like a PS2 on PS4. It's billed as like an actual I don't want to say remaster because it's still using the PS2 visuals. But that first game is still good. I still like that first game.
3: I never played much of it. Uh, I'm thinking about going back to it eventually.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's it's aged okay. It still has some issues. Um, played I played about 30 minutes of Primal. If anybody remembers that game,
3: yeah, I, I vaguely remember. I don't remember the game, but I remember the box art. Yeah. yeah,
1: you you switch between the girl and the little gargoyle to solve puzzles. And there's uh, there's some combat involved. It's an interesting game. I'll say that much. Uh, and then I played some Ape Escape too, Which, those games are superbly underrated and forgotten. And I miss those games.
3: Those were one of the first games to take advantage of the second uh, analog control, wasn't it? Yes, but not for the camera.
1: Yeah. To
3: swipe yeah, no, for, the, for the so, yeah, <laughs> It's pretty funny. Yeah, love those games.
1: Um I like like I said, I play a little World of Final Fantasy. I dipped into a little bit of everything on the pro just to kinda dick around for a little bit. Um trying to think. I I don't want to miss anything before I get to the two big ones. Uh I've played the Ezio collection, but I can't it's funny, the embargo for the Ezio collection is after Watchdogs.
2: And it's for games that are already out.
1: They're
3: already out. Yep, yeah. for, years. It's,
2: it's, for years. I saw yeah. the um, I saw the trailer. I'm very impressed with the fact that they that it's not just not a uh, a port. It, it seems like they've actually gone and remastered assets, which is it's cool. It's cool, but it's
1: also weird because do you remember back when you played those games when they first did the the Ubisoft um, what was it called back then? It wasn't called Ubisoft Club. It was called something else. Hmm. You play? You play. Yeah, yeah, And you would, like, earn coins to unlock stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. That's still in there. Oh, wait. There's, like, sections of the game that... I mean, most of it's, like, you know, more throwing knives, more gun bullets for Brotherhood or whatever. But there's, like, literal tombs in there, too, which is kind of weird. Like, shouldn't that be in the definitive collection?
3: I don't know. I maybe. think I think the word <sighs> definitive gets thrown around a lot these days. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I did play some zombies this weekend because it was two two times XP for uh, Infinite Warfare, mm-hmm. and that zombies mode is fantastic. I I am having a ball with that. I still playing solo. I can't make it past ten. Scene ten. The the exploding clowns are the bane of my existence. And also, well, the, why don't
3: you just play online then?
1: I could, but then I'd have to talk to people that play
3: Call of Duty. Oh, you're right. I I I I apologize. <laughs> I take back my statement. Um
1: mm, I did not play any Overwatch this week, and I feel I feel good because the next time I think I'm going to play is when they drop Sombra. Yeah. And from what I hear, she sucks right now. <laughs>
3: Wait, not as in, sucks, like she's bad.
1: No, not that she's bad. That she completely changes the meta of that game, and it makes yes, me... it does. It
3: shakes up
2: everything.
1: Yeah, it makes me nervous because there's there's going to be a lot of screaming and anger until we get used to playing against her.
3: It's kind of like when Anna was first introduced. She was like, what the fuck is Anna, oh, What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly like that. So.
1: But I think she's going to make a bigger impact than Anna, and it makes me nervous. But I am excited for that patch, that Diablo patch. Um, looking forward to getting back into both of those games. All right, I played Dishonored. Um, that sounds right. I am about four, five hours in,
2: and <laughs>
1: it's no, tell us. I mean, it's Dishonored. Um. A lot of the things that they've changed make that game feel like it's more geared towards stealth this time around. Okay. Um, Being spotted in the first game didn't necessarily mean game over, um, which is one of the things I really liked about that game, because I don't play stealth. I'm not a a stealth guy. I like to murder people. Um, And the first game felt like it gave you a really good shot at playing that way. Uh, Dishonored 2 feels like it's more focusing on the stealth. So if you get into it, there was a spot in the second level that I got stuck on for quite a while because I was just trying to bull rush it. Um, And it would literally alert like 10 enemies at once. And you can't handle 10 enemies at once. (laughs) You just, well
3: couldn't you just like teleport to a place where they can't reach you and just, like, I, I
1: discovered up. that yeah. after a while. Like the AI is improved to where even if you kind of get out of the way, they will they will still hunt you and they will find you regularly. But you can still you can still game the system a little bit. Okay, um, they will eventually give up looking for you. Uh, the I'm playing as Emily because you get your choice whether you play as Corvo or as Emily, uh, and she has the. It's it's like the Blink, except you can grab people with it when you upgrade it, That's which neat. is kind of fantastic. Um, and there's a lot of powers. Like, I am I am not anywhere near unlocking all of the powers, both passive and uh, active abilities. In that game, there is a large tree of things to unlock, um, and in order to unlock them all, you really have to spend your time in the world to, to explore. Um and exploring is is more hindered by the fact that if you snuck around the entire level, you have to sneak around the entire level to get the stuff you need, and you could literally spend hours upon hours in one level, just trying really? to pick up everything like they're they 're very each level, it's it's not like an open world game where you go where you want. You go from from level to level, and after every level, you get that screen like here's what you did, and here's who you killed, and here's what you found, and um, that's all there. The heart is back, so you can you can kind of see where everything is. Um, but again, a lot of the stuff is in places that you have to kind of work your way to, whether you're using the you know the shadow. The Shadow Hand or or whatever To traverse the different areas uh, The Bone Charms I, I, I got the first Bone Charm last night that's called a Corrupt Bone Charm And essentially what these are is they, they give you A really awesome power But they also take something Away So the one that I got last night if When it's equipped, and you can equip up to five In the beginning and eventually you'll unlock more slots To equip more um, But the one I got is called the Witch's Skin and it allows me that when I take uh, when I take damage from an enemy, it drains my mana bar instead of my health bar first. So it's kind of like getting a second health bar. The downside is is that when I have it equipped, my mana bar does not recharge.
3: No, that's not good.
1: Yeah, so I have to refill it with the the blue stuff. I don't remember what it's called. Um, but yeah, it's um that game gives you a lot of options and a lot of tools and. There is a lot in that world. Almost everything. It reminds me of like a 90s shooter when you could walk in the bathroom and turn on the faucet. Like (laughs) everything in that game is interactable. You can pick it up and throw it as a distraction. Um, There are notes everywhere to collect that kind of build the world around you. Um, There are... Paintings that you collect in every level. There are runes you collect in every level. There are bone charms you can collect in every level. Like there's. See,
3: it sounds like a, there's a lot of collecting, but it sound it seems like they do stuff, right? They do stuff that actually matters, right?
1: Yes, all the collectibles okay. do, except for the paintings. I mean, the paintings are more world building than anything else. Okay. So, I mean, and then a lot of the notes are just giving you. Um, sometimes the notes will give you hints to secrets in the level. So, for example, there's a safe in every level. Uh, and inside these safes can be anything from, you know, runestones to, to gold, uh, which the gold can be used at any black market dealer in any level to upgrade your guns and things like that, uh, which is cool. There's a lot to this game, but at the same time, I don't feel like the game does a really good job of explaining everything you can do because I feel like it's almost overwhelming all the stuff that you can do.
3: So it seems like they give you a lot of options uh, to approach like certain combat situations and stuff like that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of different ways to approach combat situations.
3: That's you know that's that's what I always enjoyed about Dishonored one because you had all these nifty powers. You could just teleport around, just do it all stealthy like, or you can do a thing where you can possess someone, walk walk to a place. Make like some guy shoot a bullet. Time stop. Put the guy in front of the bullet that's about to go past, and things like that. Like I love that about Dishonored, you even hope. though I did stealthy. Uh, so it, it seems like it. It's it seems like an improvement over the first one as far as the options go. Which is Absolutely, nice. okay.
1: and and you'll love the new link ability that Emily has. So the link ability allows you to link like enemies together, and whatever the fate of one of them is, happens to all of them. So let's say you link together two guys standing in a hallway, and you murder one of them; the other one will die. Yeah, oh. that,
3: that sounds useful.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's an extremely useful power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
3: seems all nearly overpowered, actually, when I think about it.
1: The fact that I like to murder people—that's that's one of my. Yeah, favorites. that's
3: true. Yeah, <laughs> you probably use that every single time. And, you and get.
1: I, I have to give him credit: the, the the kill animations are fantastic. <laughs> like. Depending on how you hit them And which angle you hit them from like Sometimes she'll kick them in the balls And then stab them in the throat um, <laughs> Sometimes she'll sweep them She'll sweep the leg, Johnny uh, and then <laughs> as, In slow motion As they're falling sideways She'll cut their leg off
3: <laughs> I, I mean, thought Emily was a nice girl Oh, no, know, no, no, she... no,
1: no she's, uh, she's a very angry girl And uh, the story makes a good reason for it But, uh yeah, she's a murdering person. I'm just gonna say that.
3: Well, you know, I mean, she got raised by Corvo, I guess, so it makes sense.
1: She knows how to. She knows how to kill some people.
3: Okay, okay Man. I like it. I, I'm liking this character. Uh, you know, the thing about Dishonored is that I I thought about reviewing it myself, but the whole thing with the whole Bethesda thing, and embargoes and day before the game's release, and all the nonsensical excuses they were coming out, but kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But at the same time, even so. If the game is good I'm still gonna play it. So it sounds like the game is right up my alley so I'm definitely gonna play it. Yeah,
2: it's a Is there a bit of a mess on PC? Is it? I don't. I've heard, yeah. I
1: don't know. I'm playing on Xbox One and it's I mean it's the, the like it, I feel like it's doing the um what do they call it? Dynamic resolution. So like there hmm. are certain sequences where when it's getting a little crazy it'll it'll drop the resolution and I can definitely see the image quality drop a little bit. But, I mean, it's been fine. It's There's nothing overtly offensive about it. So I don't know. I heard it has a Pro patch. I've heard it looks good on the Pro.
2: I'll find out. I did get, actually buy it because it was a bundle deal with the Pro that if I paid an extra 10 or I got Dishonored 2, so I thought, well, that's a bargain. Oh, um, I will not play it straight away. So, $10 for Dishonored
3: 2 seems good. Yeah. That's a good deal. Speaking of Pro, pad- 10 bucks. Speaking
1: of pro patches... <sighs> uh-huh. Watch Dogs Tell me 2. how good Watch Dogs two. Watch Dogs 2 has a pro patch. I've been playing a lot of that game. I got about,
2: uh, I'd probably say about ten hours in that game. Oh, the only question I have, I mean, just one. Trend, you only get one. I get one. Is Watch Dogs two to Watch Dogs what Assassin's Creed two was to Assassin's Creed?
1: It's definitely better.
2: It's better than okay. Watch Dogs. So the problem that I've I've seen so far is there hasn't been Ubisoft have been a bit quiet in regards to the markup on this. I've seen a lot of YouTube ads, but that's about it. Um, the what I've seen of the protagonist rubs me up the wrong way.
1: What about him rubs you? I really like Marcus, by the way, which is the main guy.
2: Is that the new guy? Okay, yeah. um, he just seems like a... they, they betray him as a hacker douche. It's like. Like a hipster, I can do shit. John,
3: I don't know. John, John, why do you hate <laughs> black people? What's, what's wrong with black people, man? Come on. you got to give them a chance, you know? Come on, man. <laughs> let's, not, let's, let's not go there, okay? So um, let's,
1: let's talk about the biggest difference between Watch Dogs 1 and Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs 1 was very grim. Yes. Aiden was out there doing what he did because, you know, somebody murdered his family, right? That was the whole premise behind that game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Watch Dogs 2 is the equivalent of, like,. Sunset Overdrive color explosion. And these dudes are out there to fuck the system. <laughs> okay. Like, there is literally like anonymous style videos of Dead Sec Like, we will expose the truth. We will do this. Here's your wiener.
3: <laughs> have you guys watched the show, Mr. Robot? No, I have not. I, I make, I hear people making comparisons of the storyline in that game. Uh, to the show, well, in, in lighter degrees, because that show has a lot of heavy stuff too. But the uh, the whole like going against the establishment because you know they're like disgruntled and they do it in like really funny juvenile ways. Yep. Seems amusing to me.
1: Yep, that's that's exactly what. Like there okay, is good. there's been no drama in this game. So for example, and I, and I know Jay knows this because I talked about it in our in our email thread. But one of the first missions you do in this game is literally the Martin Screlly Wu-Tang Clan album (laughs) thing. So, there's a big, you know, asshole billionaire who's trying to buy the latest rap single from, you know, this really popular rap group. And what you do in the game is you go steal the voice of the rapper and then call the pharmaceutical guy and steal his money.
2: So... I take it this knowingly does this with a uh, nod and a wink and a tongue firmly placed in its cheek. Yes. Okay, I might be be down with that. This game
1: is very, very self-aware and never takes any... Like, there's literally a mission where you have to build a go-kart and have a go-kart race.
2: And I take it it's other than the dead sex stuff, there's no link to the first game. Not that I've seen, truthfully. You uncover, Maybe I'm on board then.
1: You yeah, this game, like I said, it reminds me of Sunset Overdrive. It's very colorful. Very very colorful. Um, in fact, my outfit in the game is fantastic. I, I just mm-hmm. I want to say I'm wearing a baseball hat of my favorite TV show Cyberdriver, which is oh, a guy Oh yeah, I've seen my favorite I don't know what that is. <laughs> which is a guy that drives around in a car that has a little light on the front of it that goes back and forth and it talks to him. Maybe you've maybe you've heard of something like this before?
3: So Night Rider, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what's that? Cyber Driver then?
1: Well, that's the spoof of it.
3: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. In the game, you actually steal that car and and dra- and remote. Oh, drive it sweet. Around does the it thing. talk to you? Yes, it does.
2: No, it's okay. pretty good. It's pretty good.
1: Also, you know, while I will agree that Lincoln Clay is probably the best character that's come out this year in a video game, I'm going to put Wrench right up there with him.
3: Is is, is he the guy with the, with the mask with the LED yes, lights? yes, okay. that's pretty
1: good. That guy in the game is literally the conversation you have with him about dolphins and stingrays is one of the best things I've ever heard in a video game.
3: You have a conversation um, about dolphins and stingrays in the game about hacking.
1: Yep, you have a conversation with him, or like him and Marcus are like the two biggest nerds in your crew. So
3: mm-hmm. like they
1: literally have like a Star Wars argument at one point. And it's pretty fantastic. Because it, it
2: turns into a Kevin Smith movie, though.
1: Oh, man. it's I love Wrench. Wrench is my favorite character in that game by far. And I like <laughs> Marcus. I think Marcus is a fun character.
2: Maybe it's just the way that they presented him. Um, and maybe that's because they want this tonal shift to be a little bit more uh, lighthearted.
3: hard. I, I have um,
2: one question for you before
3: I'm completely sold. Okay. Um, how Ubisoft is this game?
2: There are no towers. Wow. Okay. What about the? Because they didn't have towers in Watchdogs. It was the the, the signal things, didn't? They? You had to no. go. It was more. It wasn't a climbing tower thing. It was more of a puzzly, trying to get to the area. They got those. No. Oh, okay. And you don't have wow. to drive
1: everywhere because once you unlock like a store, you can fast travel to it.
2: Oh, that's nice because I didn't like the
3: driving in Watchdogs. I think I think I'm actually excited to play a Watchdog game. This is pretty crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's cr- it's,
3: every time I talk about a Watchdogs, and they're like, "Yeah, the first game was okay, but you don't have to play it. You miss basically nothing. You don't have to play that game. No, you don't. So th- this game sounds like it's actually pretty good. Yeah, like I'm, I
1: I'm enjoying this game. It, there is, it's an open world game, so there's a lot of open world things. One of my favorite things is this game and like embraces the cell phone culture. Mm-hmm. So. Um, one of the collectibles is that you have to go around and there's like, um, there's like, um, landmarks and you have to take a picture with them, a selfie. So one of them is a guy dressed in a crab suit. And the thing is, is the people will react to you taking the selfie with them. So I went to the crab guy and I was going to take this. And by the way, when you do the selfie, you can press R1 to, uh, gesture And you can unlock new emotion, like new emojis for your (laughs) gestures. Uh, Okay, I'm in both. So when I took my selfie with the crab guy, he puts his hands up and he's like, What the fuck are you doing? I make more in a week than you do in a year. (laughs) (laughs) The guy in
3: the crab suit.
1: The guy in the crab suit was talking to me while I was taking the selfie. And like, if you take a selfie with people on the street, they will react to you. Mm. Um your phone also acts like a real phone. I know it's weird to say this, but like <laughs> so, my phone
2: doesn't act like a real phone.
1: So like when you can you can download apps from the App Store in the game. No, <laughs> yes, really. You can. not And one of them <laughs> one of them is like one of those music programs that will like find the song name and artist when you hear the song. Right. So, like, let's say you steal a car and there's a song playing that you don't have in your playlist. It'll pop up and say, hey, I, this is a new song. And if you hold down the touchpad, it'll add it to your playlist.
2: Hmm. That's something similar to they had in Watch Dogs because I can remember them having, um, like, a thing where your music would, you know, something to do with the music you heard. But that sounds quite cool.
1: Yeah, like, you can download all these apps in the app, so you can download, like, an Uber app that delivers cars for you. Of course you can (laughs) Um, All of your weapons And gear Is 3D printed
3: (laughs) Really Yes (laughs) Brilliant Yeah Yeah, sure Okay
1: Like everything You can think of That is like You roll your eyes at In real life Is in this game And it's kind of hilarious
3: that okay. sounds all right, Ken. You, yeah, I mean, you officially I'll, I'll... sold me on the Watchdog games. Good job. Well yeah. okay.
1: I am having a lot more fun with this game than I thought I would, totally. Because like a lot of people, Watchdogs 1 was fine,
2: but there was just nothing about it that, that that made it fun. It just, I mean, I enjoyed it to a point, and then it just became, I don't know, it just lost something. And it's like, well, that's... Watch Dogs 2, when they showed it off, which wasn't that long ago was it because it's been quite they've kept it quite close to their chest for a while and mm-hmm. it seemed like a very different direction and I wasn't too sure but from what you're saying I think I'll give it a shot
1: yeah I'm I'm really impressed with it it still has the online invasion mode which you can turn off um, thankfully it still
2: has the um,
1: the co-op missions which you can do um, it's just it's just a fun it, it reminds me a lot like I said it reminds me a lot of Sunset Overdrive where it's just it's real colorful, doesn't take itself seriously, and it's just
2: fun to play. Well, seems as I might get bored with Mafia, I'll be, um, I'll be on my list then. Yeah, uh, was, let's say
3: you had the budget, right? You could only pick up one game, between Dishonored 2 and Watch Dogs 2. Which would you recommend, personally?
1: Personally, it would be Watch Dogs, but that's more my kind of game.
3: Because mm. so you don't really like uh, stealthy. Stuff, I'm not right? a stealth guy,
1: and I think okay. I think Dishonored is a great game. I think for people who want that game, it's a great game. But I just feel like I'm personally going to get more fun out of Watch Dogs 2 than I will out of Dishonored 2.
3: Gotcha. Cool. So,
1: but no, those are the those are the two big games I've been playing this week. Um, we are allowed to talk about that game. We are allowed to review it as of I think it's 6 a.m. Monday morning. So some of the reviews will be out. One thing to note: if people review it, then they did not play the online
2: because oh, that switched off, isn't
1: it? Yeah, they turned that off over the weekend because it was causing a bug, um, which they said they will have fixed before launch. And they even said, you know, hey, you you probably don't want to review this before this is available, but you can if you want to. So they that's kind not of not
2: going to stop some people,
1: Well, of course, because that's people. where the that's where the clicks come from. You yeah. Um, but we don't I, care I, about clicks. I'm not going to do mine until I get a chance to play with that stuff. Because right now, it pops up. Like, when you're in the world, it'll be like, so-and-so Gamertag needs help with this mission, and you can just hold down the touchpad and join his game and play it, and I think that's cool. Um, the Invasion stuff, I never liked from the first one. It's kind of like a no. intrusive Dark Souls kind of mode, which I don't like. Mm-hmm.
2: So, you could... Is that just your friends list? I don't, well, it can't be. Open. I think Imagine you can. Not many friends uh, are doing it, but. There's
1: a big, uh, there's a big swath of options in the options menu for the online settings.
2: Because it would be quite cool if you are in the middle of a game, you could someone who's playing that's maybe a similar level to you has got a co-op can, get, can just join in and help, and then pop out again. That might be quite cool. I I don't like. I think you can set it to friends only. I think. I don't like that that invasion thing because it was was an intrusion into your game that completely changed the flow of the game because you'd be doing one thing and then all of a sudden you've got to deal with this thing. Whereas if you've got, if they're going to help you or you're going to help them, that sounds a lot better.
1: Oh, yeah, by the way, you're you're like XP, it's followers.
2: Of course it is.
1: Ah. That's the new oh,
2: XP, is Forza and this. It's new XP's followers. That's
1: so good. <laughs> so you get uh, how many followers you is get.
2: It or is it Twitter or is it Tweeter there, or no, is it There's no,
1: they just call it social media. They don't.
2: Oh, okay. They don't call it anything <laughs> particular. <laughs> All right, so
1: that's what's up. Let's talk about what's coming out this week. Uh, again, like I said, Watch Dogs 2 is out this week. Uh, Assassin's Creed, the Ezio Collection is out this week.
2: Is it this week? Yeah. It's Tuesday. I thought it was next. Uh, which, oh, well, oh, no, it's the 18th here, so it's Friday, yeah.
3: yeah. Which games are in the SEO collection, by the way?
2: Uh, Assassin's
1: Creed yeah, 2, Brotherhood, was... and Revelations. All games starring yep. Ezio. Okay, so three games. 20. That's it. Yep. Uh, Space Rift Episode 1. I don't know what that is. Uh, retail version of Overcooked. Killing Floor. You know, I heard
3: a lot of really good things about that Overcooked <sighs> game being a terrific couch game. Have you guys played that game or seen it at all? I have not no. because
1: of that. It's hmm. not it's not online, it's only local. So
3: Interesting. Okay.
1: I've heard it's great, but I yeah. just the I don't play couch co-op games anymore, so. Uh and then You don't have any friends. I don't have any friends. Uh Killing Floor yeah. 2 is out for um PS PS4 this week. And then on Friday Pokémon
3: the mm-hmm. poke and the man and the poke. Uh, yeah.
1: Pokemon Jeez. Sun and Moon. Um, I have played about an hour of that game. Uh, that's all I will say right now.
3: You can't talk about it yet, right? No,
1: nope. I uh, I think the embargo is this week.
2: Which one, Sun or Moon?
1: Uh, I I I'm playing Sun, but I don't think there's a huge difference between the two, right? No,
2: there isn't. Is there only the Pokemon's that are? Yeah, that you can collect go. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: But yeah, Drew. Hopefully, I'll get that game to him this week. I've been trying all weekend to get it to him. Uh, so let's go into news. Uh, if you wanted to buy an NES Classic on Friday, you probably had to pay about a
2: $1,000. <laughs> Chilling on eBay.
1: Oh, my God. People, don't buy those things. Do not spend $1,000. People, 000. yeah. Well, Nintendo is going to give you one $60,
3: earning. and then if you spend like $200, $500 for something that costs $60, that you don't need to live then you probably shouldn't be spending that kind of money. I get it. It's like some people, like money means nothing to them. Fine, go ahead. Make someone happy. Make some scalper happy. That's fine. But like if you're like a regular ass person making regular ass dollars, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself, man. It's no. not even Christmas yet. Shit. Wait.
1: No. There will be more <laughs> of those things, and I think my favorite thing is like you know we talk about clickbait, you know, all the time. But this was a perfect time for all the sites to come out and be like, Why don't you do this when you could just go buy it? I got news for you, an actual NES and all thirty of those cartridges are gonna run you hundreds of dollars. Well yeah. Those games that are on that collection are not cheap. Don't don't write those articles. Those are bad articles to write and they're misleading. I mean a used NES right now probably run you thirty bucks by
3: itself. Wait, Ken, are you implying that people are making misleading articles just for clicks? Nah, Wait, I, I that, would. Is n- not something that you're saying? That's That seems a little too crazy for me to believe, Ken. I'm sorry. I, would I, I never. can't. I don't, I don't believe now.
1: I would no. never believe that about my fellow games media. <laughs> Hold on, I need to take a drink of this Kool Aid. Good. Lots of Black Friday ads out. A big, when is that? Next week,
2: isn't it? Or a week uh, after? Week after. Week after. Twenty fifth, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I know, because my birthday is the day before Thanksgiving, and then I got to do the Thanksgiving holiday. And you know what I get for my birthday? My driver's yeah. license is expiring, so I got to go pay for that. Oh, sweet!
3: Wonderful. The DMV uh, is where you want to be. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Dispender.
1: You got to go buy new stickers that are fifty dollars, and you got to buy a new driver's license. Hallelujah. Uh, what else happened this week? Mass Effect Andromeda drop. Information
2: about that game. Also, we say information. It was a bit loose.
1: Yeah, but again, this is why I believe that game won't be out until the end of 2017. Just saying. <laughs> is it me,
2: or
3: does this game not have a lot of hype behind it right now? Well, it's because nobody believes it's coming out. It's just not, not a lot of people are talking about it, and when they are talking about it, there's nothing really too positive. It's just kind of like vague ideas of things to come.
2: I think. That's well, no the, more. Haven't they said at the Game Awards, VGX, as they're going to show <laughs> some more stuff? Uh,
1: okay. I mean, that's all well, I'm going to say about that. Like, This is one of those games that it'll be fucking awesome when it comes out, but we've been hearing about this game for a long time now, so I don't think until people really feel like it's here, I don't think they're going to care. No. Uh, But in the spirit of that, Mass Effect Two and Three went backwards compatible. Yeah, they did. And, nice. and then on Thursday, Microsoft put the game everybody wanted, Skate Three, came back.
2: Oddly, not in the vault though, which is well, they wanted to weird. sell it for. They want to sell it for. Oh yeah, I guess they would do, wouldn't they? Yeah, of course. I mean, they him put himself. it on sale for a reason. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's you can buy it for 10 bucks. Also, Scary Girl came out the same day, so it's like, oh, well, if you weren't forgotten when you first came out, you're definitely forgotten now.
3: The fuck
2: is I that? I know what Scary Girl is? It's
1: a 2D side. It's actually not terrible. I reviewed it back when it came out. It's not terrible, but it's just another game. They're up to, like, almost 300 now. 300 wow. backwards compatible games.
3: More like Forgotten Girl.
1: Ha forgotten ha. Ha ha ha. 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 Yes.
2: Uh. That was bad.
1: It was a great joke. Shut up. Xbox One. I sold PS4 and MPDs for the month of October. We already talked about that. Uh, I think that. Oh, I don't. I don't have anything else. It's been a quiet week. Ah. Uh, That's full of releases. Yeah. There's there's too many games to care about news. I thought there was another <laughs> big story, and I, I I am failing. It was all about the NES and that other thing that happened this week.
3: Uh, look at N four G. They have the hottest news, the, right?
1: The, the the hottest clickbait news. That's what people upvote, man. I'm not gonna lie. People yeah, people yell true. at N four G about it, and I'm like, you do realize that they don't actually do that, right?
0: <laughs>
1: they don't. They don't put those stories up there. You guys did. <laughs> Last Guardians getting a pro patch? Yes. Good.
2: Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll run at 15 frames
3: a second. <laughs>
1: It's still not going to make it longer than two hours and not be disappointing.
0: Ah!
3: Oh, man, I can't wait to give that game a 10.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you give it a 10, I will officially send the review back and be like, clickbait.
3: <laughs> well, you know, the the real clickbait would be like a 3 out of 10. No. That, the, the people respond better to negativity than positivity. Well, I guess realize. that's oh, yeah,
1: That's true. Oh, uh, yeah. they, um, there's going to be a new Metro game.
3: In 20, oh yeah! In I am totally, totally down for a new Metro game. Oh, I really yeah. like the the
2: second one.
1: It was it Metro Twenty Thirty Five? I think is what it's called.
2: Oh yes, I saw there was a leak, wasn't there? Something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent down
2: for that game. Yeah, the,
3: the world and the uh, the idea behind uh, that universe is just fantastic. I love it. The <laughs> yeah. whole. Their currency being bullets—that's <laughs> awesome, man. I—I I mean, how do you come up with that shit? You know,
1: I love that yeah. game. I love both of those games. They're and not to mention they're fucking beautiful.
3: They are. the The Redux versions really did them justice.
1: Yeah, and the, I played uh, Last Light when I reviewed it on PC, and it was when my PC was brand new. Oh,
3: oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that game—one of the best looking games of its time.
1: Uh, all right, email. I got an email. It's from uh, Mookie. Yeah. It says, defending. Or, sorry, Defense of the Falling Titans is the name of the email. Probably about Titanfall. Uh, hey, guys. This has been on my mind since last week. Been thinking how they can improve Titanfall. See, I was right. Uh, I'm glad that the company that used to make my favorite Call of Duty series, which was Ma- Modern Warfare, did something big and made it fun. Uh, I guess to me it's not because Call of Duty, but the gameplay who made the game fun regardless of its linearity. Uh, I started playing the first Modern Warfare back when I recently bought my Xbox 360 in 2008 and was blown away because I felt like it lit the flame, the fame flame transition from World War II setting to modern setting, uh, even though Delta Force series and Rainbow Six took off much earlier. Uh, they're explosive and they tend to blow away, blow me away now that I think about it. When they first launched Titanfall, I was so happy because I personally hoped they're going to dominate the COD series. Uh, But I guess I wasn't quite... It wasn't quite, however, they still blow me away because my imaginations were rushing. I feel like one of those soldiers from Attack on Titan trying to take down mechanical titans from the future. Heck, Mm -hmm. I play the OST of that anime while playing Titanfall and things felt magical. (laughs) Uh, now they finally launched the second one, and I'm happy because they're improving. It's not, uh, it's not big, but just right. A single-player campaign, more titans, the world explained a bit more, and a more competitive feel to the multiplayer mode, especially their well-known attrition. I'm very happy, and I can't be so glad enough to see them blowing my mind. However, I know there's still room for, to improve, so here's what I think that they could take into consideration. I need to know more about the world of Titanfall and how this future war came to be. The company already has an awesome concept and now they need to put more life and story in the game and maybe they can uh, take more useful info from series of Halo, Warhammer 40k, etc. Titanfall Online multiplayer obviously showed us that it's not typical team versus team combat. It felt more like a MOBA where the AIs are the creeps and the pilots are the heroes with their titans. Uh, I think they focus more into improving the gameplay and have a steady-based community. Uh, I can see this, I can highly see this game to be a strong, competitive game, well-deserved to conduct eSport events. Imagine more customization on the pilot, Titan, and Titan build, and even maybe they can put more Titans and type of pilots in the next installment. Go crazy, and where it feels like as if Dota 2 made love with CSGO... Gear build plus skills plus teamwork equals an explosive competitive FPS. I guess those two major things that I can think of so they can put it to the next level.
3: The, uh, the issues with Titanfall as the world building and the storyline goes is that Titanfall 1 is a game that exists and they did not build the world in that game at all because they didn't have a single-player campaign they kind of did but you know, obviously you know didn't really um so they have to start titanfall 2 with the idea that there are actually things that happened in Titanfall one uh and they they accepted these whole ideas of these huge battles that took place in Titanfall one that the players never really got to experience firsthand at least not in the way that is uh, contextually relevant so when they began titanfall 2 they kind of started with the idea that people knew what happened in Titanfall 1 but no one really did uh, and that was the problem like they, so they kind of started on the second game which should have been the first game uh, so that's, that's an issue with the storyline and I do agree I think the storyline has, uh, has some possibilities with how, they, uh, how the different factions are going with the whole federation and how they're trying to take over planets and all that jazz and there's some interesting technology and wildlife there that could have been used for uh, better storytelling but at the same time it's gonna be a different thing. it's gonna be a difficult thing to do because like I said, Titanfall one is a game that exists and that it should have been the game that set up the universe, set up the world and its characters, and then failed to do so. So now you're starting from the second step and even though the second obviously the second effort is much, much better, you know, not having that foundation of the first game kinda of really hurts it. But I I do believe that if they do end up making a Titanfall three if they continue on the path that they are now uh, it might it, it might it might come into its own, but it's going to be difficult, man. After what happened with Titanfall 2, it's going to be hard, hard sell.
1: Yeah, I still feel like the Titanfall 2 campaign, while fun to play, was extremely shallow. Like the only character in that in that campaign that I remember that I that I even care about is the goddamn robot.
3: Yeah, BT BT yeah. was great.
1: BT was great. I still think Ethan was better. I really like Ethan. uh,
3: I got I got I got I got to try out Call of Duty and see what you guys are talking about. I have it.
0: <laughs>
1: I like I like the campaign in Call of Duty so much. Like, it's such a weird conversation to have like there are three big first person shooters launched within 2 weeks of each other. And I think mm-hmm. single player wise Call of Duty wins followed by Battlefield followed by Titanfall. And then multiplayer wise I think Titanfall dominates followed by Battlefield followed by Call of Duty. It's such a weird <laughs> thing for me. Like I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's just, and I hear all these people ranting and raving about the Titanfall campaign. I, I don't know. I just felt it was, it played okay, but it was, it was just kind
3: of. I, I, I liked it, but it's not like I said in my review. It's not like a, an experience that I, I think people need to have. Like I believe. Every gamer should play Bioshock 1 at least once. Oh, absolutely. It's a game that you should play for the storyline, for the atmosphere, and the world itself. A game like Half-Life and Half-Life 2, I think those games are still worth experiencing now uh, because of the, how relevant they are in their storyline. Titanfall 2, while good, I don't think leaves that kind of impression. But like I said, the meat of that game and the whole experience comes with the multiplayer and the multiplayer in Titanfall 2, I would just, I enjoy it a lot more than, let's say, Battlefield or oh, Call yeah. of Duty. I'm the that's, just, that's the way I feel. Um, so from a whole total package, I I totally believe that Titanfall 2 is a better game than the other two games uh, that are kind of you know talked about in the, con- in the conversation. But also, A, it comes down to taste. And B, it just didn't have the name. It doesn't have the player base. And that's the issue. That's the problem. It's not making that money that it needs to. Titanfall 2 took a lot of money to make man that's that's a really expensive triple a title to make. Yeah, and, and it's, the fact that it, it's not selling well—it's it's just heartbreaking to well, me. Well, you so, know, don't,
1: don't don't fucking sandwich it between the two biggest games of the year. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, ass seems ass obvious to us, apparently not to the EA executives. Apparently,
2: oh. it was set in stone earlier in the year. They couldn't move it. No, no, no. Idiots. It's it's impossible to
3: to delay a game mm. at the last. That's never That's happening. Or It's unprecedented. You can't delay a game. It's heaven forbid?
1: <sighs> anyway, Twitter. We got some tweets. Uh I think we already answered those. We answered those. I'm scrolling up. We got a bunch of tweets from Blue Apple Blue again. I don't know how many of them I will read, but we'll get there. Uh Creed says the only we, we talked about this last week, the only two new three DS exclusives are Xenoblade Chronicles and the Binding of Isaac.
2: Yes. Which Wait, is the uh... Binding of Isaac is a new three DS exclusive. Yeah, it's a twin-stick shooter, so you kind of need that nubbing.
1: Oh. Also, just to point out, you cannot play like the that. virtual console games on the old 3DS.
2: Which is oh, the, yeah, the, the SNES ones, yeah.
1: Game. That's uh-huh. fucking weird.
3: Thank you for the correction. I <laughs> mm-hmm. appreciate it.
1: Uh, he also uh, corrected and said Hyrule Warriors will play on the 3DS. Just shitty, though, and I, I responded to him no, saying... No, you did say that I, yeah, did, we did, we said that. I said that, but you shouldn't play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just
3: runs that poorly. It's like 10 frames per second.
1: Uh, Carlton sends us an email and it says acknowledge the irony that you guys talk about having huge game backlogs and then constantly play 90s games you've already beat
3: <laughs> no there, there is definitely an irony in that but at the same time um, I generally kind of play those for a little bit just to get my nostalgia fix and then I just kind of move on I generally don't beat a lot of them the only games that I, I kind of find myself going back to like maybe once or twice a year I beat one of the old Resident Evil games like, Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 4, I'd be one of those games during the course of a year, regardless of what year it is. I just, I just have a itch to play Resident Evil games, because I love that series so much. But outside of that, yeah, there, there's some irony there, for sure.
1: I need I need to go and pick back up my annual playthrough of Link to the Past.
3: Yeah, that's, that's a good, well, you that's got a good, long to
1: do that. Yeah. I want to play that game again, it's so good. Uh, Mookie says, you guys should team up and play more Killing Floor 2 than Metal Songs, man. I'm gonna play that game this week. Like, I've never gotten into that game, and it's coming out on PS4 Pro this week, so I'm I'm gonna play that. I like that game. Uh, he also says, I think I'm so done with FPS this year. Just Dishonored 2 and Doom, and then I want to be done.
3: Yeah, we... This, is, this has certainly been the year of the FPS... A lot of really good FPSs came out this year and no matter how good a thing is, I fucking love cake, but there is an amount of cake that I can eat before I get sick and tired of it. So, I agree with you. There's a lot of FPSs this year.
1: There is, and a lot of them are real fucking good. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's true.
1: Uh not going to read that tweet from Blue Apple Blue cuz that's about something I'm not going to talk about on the show but I will read this one. It says, "Were you affected by the recent cyber attack on the internet infrastructure? What is your contingency plan for the podcast? Any plans of recording multiple episodes and keeping them to be released in case you could not make a new episode?" No, that would be dumb and irrelevant. That's my comment on that because why well, record a show three weeks ago about stuff that hasn't happened yet?
3: Yeah, we we try to go. We are a very timely podcast, right? We talk about the things that are coming out. We talk about the games that are like relevant in that in that point. So if you record one three weeks ago and then you put it out, it just wouldn't be the same format. <laughs> so what are work. you
1: playing this week? Ah, you know, I checked out that new Doom single player. Oh, that's a good one. That's next week's show.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, recruiting a backup team Outside the free world Is that the reason John travelled to Hong Kong And Japan
2: <laughs> Yeah to be fair I didn't even know there was This internet attack because I was out of the Country so.
1: Yeah it was um, I, You know I don't even think like Twitter being down Was almost therapeutic for me <laughs> Like I would check my phone and it wouldn't work And I'm like ah okay I'll go do something else Because Damn it's fucking Twitter. The world will go on without Twitter. <laughs> well, you wouldn't
2: believe that, would you? I, I but think how, what, would I, how,
3: how would I know that Twitter is down without someone on Twitter telling me, though? That's exactly. Just, because, I mean, I would never know. I because never your know. feed hasn't updated for six hours, and
1: you know that's not possible?
3: Eh, maybe all my followers and the people that I follow decided to just take a nice little break. You know, It's like a two-hour celebration of uh, being off the Internet. No. It's, pos- no. it's possible. No.
1: No. 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 Anything's possible. Most things are not probable. Let's put it that way. Uh, Trying to skim through his to make sure. Uh, I don't want to read things that I don't want to read. Uh, What other countries have you visited or lived in, excluding Japan? Which one do you dream of visiting?
2: Well, I've been to America. Yeah,
1: you have. You
2: enjoyed that big fat burger. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, Port- I have had five guys yet since I opened. There's nothing wrong with me. There hey, is something um, with you. <laughs> I've been to America, Portugal, Spain, Germany. He's uh, well uh, trouble,
3: my friend. Nice. He is.
2: No, not really. Not really. I, but I really do. Well, more well been... trouble
3: than, than us, anyway.
2: Dude, I've been to Canada <laughs> really. and Mexico, and that's it. <laughs> I want to go to Canada. Canada is where I want to go. Canada's really nice. Mm, oh, just just something about it. I
3: want to go. Did you do the Token Niagara Falls trip? Is that what you did, Ken?
2: No, no. I was actually no, in no. Toronto. I went oh, to okay. Neto,
3: Neto. Yeah. yeah, I was in Canada, too. I was in Canada. I used to live in Korea for the better part of my uh, like young years, basically. I immigrated here when I was like 12 or 13 or something like that. So, yeah, I used to live in Korea for the longest time. Well, that backfired, didn't it? Backfire. No, no, you hey, hey, you'd, you'd be surprised. Saying? Like right now, there's something happening in South Korea where there's like hundreds of thousands of protesters <laughs> looking for the impeachment of the president because of some corruption thing. Where apparently uh,
2: she's <laughs> oh the irony. She,
3: yeah, she's she uh, she was taking advice from like a cult leader or some shit on some <laughs> of her policies. <laughs> Or that's, that's like what they're led to believe. So there's that, shit going around all over the world, my friend.
2: <laughs> to Everybody
1: thinks America is the, the fucked up place. Like, every place is fucked up.
2: Yeah, me. we're all fucked up as each other. Uh, oh, wow. I
1: just kind of scrolled up to that tweet. I don't know what to think about it. Uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read it. Yeah. Uh, should Westerners respect Eastern culture? When visiting the East, uh, in John W. visit the Far East. What should he do if he sees a vending machine that sells used schoolgirl underwear? <laughs> well, he obviously
3: takes out his credit card. and buys the <laughs> house. It's the only logical solution to that problem. I don't. I don't really see where the contention is here. I, Here's your... John's. How many pants did you bring back from the from Japan? Like a I couple, actually a came hundred? back
2: with less than I went with, so. Oh, oh well, so
3: you were in the selling market. Okay. I don't want to right. sell. That's yeah, a good I idea, too. I, I like it. I like it. I Entrepreneur.
2: To be fair, I didn't even think about that. I could have had a, made a little bit of profit on the side, selling my dirty underwear, instead of throwing, yeah. the, throwing it away. His, his three there's, a, there's
3: a huge market for, uh, was it, British men's underwear in Japan? That I would imagine
1: about.
2: there is. Yeah. Of course there is.
1: Okay. His choices for your question were one, rage, two, ignore, or three, other. I'm going to go with other for you, other, John. yeah. Other, yeah. Uh, what, if yeah. he, what if he sees a restaurant making hot dogs using dog meat? Do you free the dogs, ignore, or other?
2: Uh, well, igno- you have to <laughs> be respectful yeah. of their traditions. So you, because- so you
1: ordered one, is what
2: you're saying. So I'd order one, yeah, I'd be hungry, wouldn't I? <laughs> um, I know that in fact, you have to be. And it, they... You go to America and it's just like Britain on big, fat burgers. You go I was going to say, except for the
1: big, fat people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you, you go to Japan and it is not. It is not just a, uh, a difference of, of language, but absolutely culture. And, and in, in anyth- if anything, it's that's bigger than the language barrier. And you have to be respectful of that because although you might think it bizarre... And in some cases, even incredibly uncomfortable. That's how they live. And that's how they've lived for hundreds or thousands of years. And that's how they'll continue to live. Um, Just because my opinion differs doesn't make it right. It's, It's all a matter of perspective.
3: Yeah, I I mean, I'm from a country that is literally known for eating dog. Like, Korea has a signal of eating dogs. That's that's where it came from, usually. Um So, my dad has eaten dog. My mom has eaten dog. We had a pet dog for the longest time, over 10 years. I love them. And he was tasty! <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm mean. like. You can separate the two. You can eat something and still love it. It's a weird concept, but it's a thing that exists. I love dogs so much, and I don't want to eat it. Like, it's like, But at the same time, like, I don't look down on people who have. It's a difference of culture and the idea, you know. And people, sometimes where you come from, you can't be that picky about the things that you eat either. And if there's, like, like an overpopulation of uh, dogs and cats and shit like that, let's say, you know, think about how many dogs and cats are put to death and you know, in pounds and stuff like that in the States. Imagine if all of those were, like, food and stuff like that. Think about how many homeless people you could feed. That's a
1: perfectly you... good meal right there.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you, do you like people starving to death? Is that, is that what you're suggesting? That's, that's what I mean. There's always another side. There's another side to look at things. That you could twist things into perspective that fits your idea of right and wrong. And that's why you have to look at things and say, well, I think this way, but maybe there is another side to this story. No, as long you're open-minded, open-minded enough, then it should be fine. That's honestly.
1: stupid. Nobody thinks like that. I think
3: like that. I, I think so. I'm I'm pretty open-minded about things.
1: I know. I'm I'm being facetious about the current events of the world. There's no there's no other side. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's only one. Yep. There's only one right answer, and it's mine. I just want you to know that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't agree with this, but we're going to read it anyway. Gaming media have reached Citizen Kane milestone with the release of the Uncharted games. Sure. What is the next milestone? What is the Star Wars of video games?
2: Well, we don't know because it's not there yet. Uh, We've not seen it.
1: Games Ooh. already tackle things like the protagonist killing innocent people like in GTA. Uh, like the protagonist raping someone in a stealth tutorial in Shadow of Mordor. I forgot about that controversy.
2: Well, that's a bit of a harsh way of putting it. Yeah. He kisses her. It's a surprise kiss.
1: I remember the uproar over that, and I still chuckle about
2: it. I'm like... Okay. To,
3: to me, as a, gaming as a medium, where we have to go from here, it's not about the, the visual fidelity or just the AI and all that stuff that we obsess about. It's about the tone of the story and the idea the games are truly an art form. And by which I mean nothing is taboo. Everything... It's permitted kind of thing. So you can do basically anything in movies right now as a medium, uh, in, a, in film. You can make a movie and have like a rape scene in there. And you don't, you don't just put that in there for the shock value, of course. That, that would be snuff. S- snuff or whatever, whatever the terminology for that kind of crap is. I'm talking about being able to portray a story and doing it with the highest impact possible. With nothing being sacred like nudity, sex, everything in between, all that life has to offer, good and bad, has to be subject in video games as well as they are in film and in writing and everything in between. I think that's where we need to go as a as as a medium to mature because we are still viewed, you know, regardless of the fact that, you know, most of the people that are playing their games are, you know, above the age of 20. And thirty ish, right? So that's a, that's a reality. But at the same time, we don't recognize that fact, and we still make games out to be these things made for children and teenagers to play as time killers. And it could be so much more than that. It has been so much more than that. And until we recognize that fact, and we start thinking about like the whole what we do with the ESRB, you know, the M rating, and if it gets that. That our rating, you know, the non-rating, it's not going to be sold at the like the Game Stops and all that stuff because we have our digital digital medium for distributing games. Those um those ratings don't really matter as much as they used to. So I feel like we need to go further for what we can do. Uh, make nothing taboo and just go from there.
1: I just wonder if we'll ever get there because so many people, uh, d- to use the Shadow of Mordor piece as an example, like people get upset like really bad. They a yeah, well, overreact. over, overreacting on the internet, really? That never happens.
3: But, <laughs> but uh, the, I, be I believe they, are, they They are part of the problem, the PC crowd in general. Like, they don't understand. Remember the whole backlash with the whole Mass Effect sex scenes? And we know how completely non-offensive those crowds <laughs> are, right? <laughs> like, imagine. Imagine, like, real fucking penetration in a video game. People are gonna fucking lose their minds. <laughs> lose your... guess what? Guess what? That... That's a part of life. You are okay with people's heads being blown off and chopped up using a fucking toothbrush, but you're not okay with sex, something that perpetuates life as we know it. What the fuck kind of values are we putting there out there for our kids? Like, get your priorities straight. If it's in, you know, if it's something that exists in life, then it's something that should be, you know, something you can portray in a video game, movie, or books, or whatever. And P- P- PC people used to. Fuck right off this earth. I mean, I if, I, like. if I
1: can't if I can't get my money back after banging a hooker, then I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> exactly.
3: I mean, it, every hooker has a money back guarantee whether they know it or not. <laughs> I mean,
1: come on. Oh. <laughs> uh, Alright, uh, with some PS4 classics getting a pro patch, will you update your review? Especially games, uh, launch games, where gamers didn't expect Knack to end up the demon souls of platformers.
2: Jesus! No, <laughs>
1: I will never update a review after a game has come out. Ever.
3: I, I the, reviewed it when it yeah, launched. The, the The only way for us to do it, if like if we were reviewing something under like a pre, like a false pretense or something like that, or we make some kind of huge error, which has which hasn't happened yet, right? Like, have you had to review like update review before?
1: No, I will never do an updated review. Uh, We've had to amend a review because um, we were told the wrong price.
3: Oh, okay. Um, That's different.
1: But, you know, I I put a note at the beginning of the review. I was like, my reviewer was under the impression that the game cost this, and it didn't. Because I don't care what you say, the price of a game will influence your review of it because... If you're giving me a 1 hour experience for a $1.99, it it's going to be a big difference than if you're offering me a 1 hour experience for 59.99. I'm just
3: gonna yeah. say that. The value proposition is a thing that you have to consider since we're doing it for the customers and the consumers in general, how much, you know, bang you're getting for your money. And you know, that's that kind of it's, it's a shitty way to look at games cuz you know, if you're looking at like an art form whatever, you know, how much how much what is worth an hour of like a brilliant moment. Kind of thing. It's just, it comes down to it, but it's hard to quantify, is what I'm saying. But it does matter yeah. whether you like it or not. It matters. It matters too much. Uh, all right, moving on. Mookie says Is there a new game plus in Dishonored? Dishonored 2, I'm assuming he's talking about.
1: I don't know. It just says Dishonored. But his second question says I really like Dishonored 2, but the frame rate issue is so real uh, and hurtful to my eyes at the moment.
3: I wonder what platform he's playing on. He's playing
1: on PC. PC. He's always on he's PC. PC.
2: Mm-hmm. That uh, I saw that game had issues.
1: Uh, it's, we're back to that. You never know if a PC port's going to be good.
2: Yep, especially now Bethesda don't actually send out review copies till the day uh, before it comes out. Go,
1: here we go. Here
2: we go. That's all I'm saying. Patience,
1: as as Axl Rose once said, just a little patience. Moving on. Sean says, uh, game awards are a few weeks out. Any predictions on reveals? This is my favorite question because we don't care about what wins. (laughs) That's true. We just care about (laughs) what is going to be revealed. It's, It's the instant gratification conversation we have with gamers all the time.
2: And it's also just, yeah, uh, you can't do an award show without having a reveal because no one would fucking watch no,
1: it. No, nobody's going to watch it if we're just if we're just celebrating video games. That's stupid.
3: This is the whole Jeff Keighley award
2: thing again, right?
1: Yes, he's doing it. Okay. Uh, I believe it's the two or three days after
2: PSX. Are they going to be, because he's all hooked into this YouTube gaming thing, is it going to be exclusive on that, do you think?
0: No, no,
1: he's or already
2: no, going on Twitch. They're
1: literally broadcasting it on Twitter. Like, it's everywhere this year.
2: Oh, that's cool, because yeah. I would not want to subscribe to YouTube to watch that.
1: No, and his show's free on YouTube anyway.
2: I thought it was a subscription. No. Uh, when you got YouTube Red.
1: No, you can... I watch it... I watch clips from it every week.
2: Oh, okay. He has a, he has a show?
1: Yeah, he has a show
3: yeah, every he, Thursday night. YouTube Gaming. Oh, uh, had no idea. Oh, cool. Uh, well, I'm good, good for Jeff. I mean, he's been... Like he's one of the oldest people. Like I mean, like not the oldest people. Like he's one of the the veterans of the gaming industry. I like, and he Jeff has too. a lot of good things to say. And he's, he's a good host. Yeah, I like him. Well.
1: He he asks the hard questions, and he literally he legitimately seems like he cares.
3: He does. And remember that the last year's moment with the whole Kojima thing was. Oh, good, Brit- no! He got he got so that. much credit for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I like Jeff. I will watch his award show. And as far as reveals go, man, I don't know. I don't know what to predict anymore.
3: I mean, Beyond Good and Evil Two, I'm calling
1: it. I will give you. I will bet you almost anything. We'll see two to three indie reveals.
2: <laughs> yeah, to pile it out.
1: As far as AAA big budget games,
3: don't know. Bloodborne Two, no. <laughs> that's that's crazy.
2: How about well again uh, you're talking about a few days after psx which if anything's gonna have those sort of reveals it'd be there
3: i you know i looked at the the list of the third party people presenting in uh, psx and uh i didn't see any like names that would drop anything huge like i didn't see uh like people were talking about oh, they're going to drop more red dead redemption information rockstar's not going to be at psx
2: so. no. oh god they'll just do their shit on twitter that's all they need to do
3: Yeah, yeah basically uh, you know they can post uh, a logo on a red background <laughs> and get like a two billion, you know, retweets. So it's they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, uh, it's fine. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know what to expect. Uh, but we'll probably see more more stuff from games like uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. I think. fucking uh, think been- it we bit. definitely are, aren't we? Yeah. We're seeing yeah.
2: gameplay footage that has already been announced for being at BGX. Oh, I didn't even
3: know it was announced there, but that seemed like a sure bet for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The the big thing that I said, I think I think Beyond Good and Evil two's time is now. I, think <laughs> no, I don't think so. Again. I think
2: it's too. I think that's too soon, unless they've been fibbing.
3: <laughs> too soon,
2: too soon. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I will watch both shows because I love video games. Yeah, and too. those shows are always exciting. They're usually fluff and built up, but you know what? I don't care.
2: Yeah, it's a bit of fun, isn't
1: it? I don't get cynical about video games like that anymore. I'm just like, that looks fun, and if it's fun, it'll be fun. I don't care. Fuck gear politics behind video games. I don't give a shit. Uh, Dustin says Blaster Master remake. Hell yeah. I saw this. This is uh Inti Creates is making a oh, Blaster Master remake for the
3: um the Azure Striker and uh Mega Man Zero game guys, right? Huh?
1: Yeah. Cool. So I guess it's 3DS, I think is what I heard.
3: That makes sense.
1: Cool. Uh, He also says, Batman VR is cool. I could use more of that game, but it should have been an Arkham Knight add-on. This is his weekly VR update, because he is one of the few people I know that actually has one. He says, Robinson, the journey is fun so far. Only played a little over an hour, and I'm enjoying it. That game, I want to play. But I don't want to play in VR. (laughs) <laughs> i got
3: i got curious about that game so i watched some youtube footage and uh the way they do movement in the 3d space is rough dude like if you're not using your head to look and move around and you actually need to physically orient yourself and using say like a controller they can't do a motion where it's smooth I and mean, they can't have the right analog move you you know and be smooth because it screws up your um I guess momentum and really gives you motion sickness. So what they do is they do this like slap on things where they move you between 15 degrees, like real quick, and just kind of like, slap you there. And like watching that on like YouTube is like jarring.
0: Well,
1: uh,
3: it's it's hard to watch. Just a, a note,
1: Robinson, the journey was the game that uh, that killed our VR reviews for the site <laughs> because it was the first game to make Justin sick, and he res- oh. he returned his PSVR. After he played oh. in the journey,
3: wow! Really just after after he got sick that badly that he returned the whole. He discipline. had to
1: take like several like doses of Dramamine or something. Jeez, just to review that game, and he's like, "I can't, I can't do this." So he he gave up on VR. He loves it. He loved VR. He really did. He wrote an article about it, which will be going live hopefully this week. Um. And the article's kind of funny because it's called "It's not you, it's me." <laughs> <laughs> nice, subtly. So, but yeah, that'll be up this week. But yeah, he had to uh, he had to give up on VR because of that game.
3: Uh, that's, that's unfortunate. It was nice having a VR perspective on the site. It was, it
1: was. I enjoyed his reviews, and I loved that he put at the end of it, "Did it make me sick?" And I, when the Robinson review goes live, we will see that. For the first time.
3: <laughs> and that'll be it. With the, the time being. <laughs> first and last time.
1: My VR is done. Uh, Anthony says, Got to thank everyone on the podcast for the constant positivity. Uh, I've picked up a ton of games based off of recommendations. Hands down, you guys are the most positive gaming podcast around. We need more of that. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. Uh, he also says, also, I've never taken LSD, but I assume it's a lot like small radios, big televisions. That game was trippy as fuck.
3: I heard about that game. Did we talk about that game on the on the podcast? No, because none of us have played it. I thought Drew was reviewing it or something. No, huh. it's
1: an Adult Swim game, I think, right? Okay. I, I don't know anything else about it. I've not played it. So. Hmm. Maybe I'll take it out. Uh, Chad sends us some emails, some tweets. These are pretty good. His first, he wants to start a new a new poll. You know, the Cool Ranch.
2: Um, oh, God, no. Don't
3: start. No. His next oh, one, we, can, we can do it right now. I know who's going to win. The,
1: well, I know who's going to win that one, but he has a new one. Okay, okay. Hellman's or Miracle Whip?
2: Hmm. I don't know what Miracle Whip is. It's a uh, Mayo Stuff. Oh god I hate mayonnaise See, mm-hmm. I, I, hate,
1: no. I hate mayonnaise too so
2: Wait, wait, wait. You guys are white people, you're obligated to like me <laughs> <no. laughs> I will I, I find that comment severely offensive. <laughs> do you? Do you really John in this day and no. age do you find that no. comment <laughs> Have you guys
3: ever watched that movie um uh it's like this uh black James Bond kind of film but it's comedy. I forget what the thing is.
1: I I have no idea what you're talking about.
3: Oh, this movie was funny. I'm gonna have to look it up. Okay. okay, continue.
1: I was just gonna say, I, uh, the, the, well, which would you pick? Because you will be the deciding vote, because neither one of us like mayonnaise.
3: Uh, I have to go with Heinz. Heinz?
2: Yeah. That's ketchup.
3: I mean, uh, whatever the other thing was. Hellman's. It's Hellman's, yeah,
2: Hellman's. Hellman's is based in Norwich. Where I'm from. You can
1: get your own jar over there.
2: Well, I can get several. There are lots but I still don't like mayonnaise
1: this next comment makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside on many levels on the first level that somebody actually watched our videos Um, Chad says (laughs) WebMD says that if you are feeling dizzy fist to the nearest butthole (laughs)
2: lovely
1: (laughs) if you've been watching the SOMA playthrough you will get that joke
3: Yep. they were desperate to find the butthole at times it was pretty funny
1: oh man I, st- I still like that we, like, Drew wasn't on board when I first started doing it, but, like, by the end of, by towards the end of that game, he was like, where's the butthole? Oh, yeah, there's the butthole. There's the butthole.
3: We should send those to his girlfriend. We I'll should. We should.
1: Yeah. Uh, Chad also says, got my PSVR, PS4 Bro with SSD and a digital backlog at the Yayo. Feel like I got my own little Sony Command Center. Hashtag ponies. <laughs>
2: is that, is that is that
3: the terminology for Sony fanboys now? Sony ponies. ponies
1: Sony ponies.
2: Sony pony. Yeah, the and Sony what's ponies. What's the Xbox one? Xbox. Xbox. Uh, deals me <laughs> Okay. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I do prefer Sony pony, though, because it just rolls off the tongue better.
1: <laughs> Sony ponies makes me laugh because I always picture my little pony with like a Dual Shark. I just. I'm <laughs> Let's go. I don't understand the context of this next tweet. Maybe somebody else can explain it to me, but it's still fucking hilarious to read. It also comes from Chad. He says, P.S. I like buffalo chicken pizza and blowjobs.
3: Nope. Um, Those two things are both fine things, but I don't see the connection between the two. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to find a connection,
1: but now that you've said it, in my yeah, mind... Yeah, I mean, you
3: said and... You know, you're trying to make it sound like there is a connection between the two, so I gotta I gotta ask what, you know.
1: I maybe you should ask him to tweet us and explain. Because yeah, sure.
0: I mean
3: Yes, the going back on what I was talking about, the undercover brother is the movie that I was Oh,
0: about. is that the one That, one was,
1: that one? was a
3: funny movie and they had a whole snick with uh black people loving hot sauce and white people loving male. And um yeah. That's, that's Eddie that Griffin, weird. right? Yes, it's Eddie Griffin. That's
1: what I thought. Okay. I don't know that Dave. I've ever actually seen that movie. Is Carmen Electra in that movie, too? Uh,
3: no, but Dave Chappelle is. Fucking Dave Chappelle. I don't Dave Chappelle to... and Neil Patrick Harris is that movie, so come on, man. You got to well, watch this. It. Anything
1: with Dave Chappelle and NPH, I, I can probably get down with that.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny movie. I like it.
1: <laughs> Y'all got any more of that hat's house?
3: Oh, i got to watch that Saturday Night Live skit. Yes, oh, you I'm do. I'm so excited to watch oh it. Oh, my God. It's so excited. Sick.
1: They had to. They had to. From what I hear, they had to. Like, the guy doing the censoring was on a roll last night. Because, you know, Chappelle don't care.
3: <laughs> yeah, of course he doesn't care.
1: <laughs> oh, anyway. Dustin says, Drew needs to track down some save files on GameFax for Xenogears. December 7th is fast approaching. What better way to celebrate 12.7? Drew's not here to be mad about that joke.
3: I I uh, I would like the the listeners to know that I constantly constantly talk to Juro about Xena Gears at every turn, uh, whether whether it has any relevance to the conversation or not. I'll bring up Xenogears I I'll get I'll get him eventually. I'll get him. <laughs> I'll get him.
1: Uh, Anthony is going to end our tweet session today with a few tweets. He says, "So I've been getting my daughter into video games, and she's loving Skylanders. But I did, however, buy her Disney Infinity." for the 360, uh, which will be a Christmas gift. Any suggestions I should get her in any platform. Also, what's really awesome is she's getting my wife to play video games with us more fucking win. Very cool. Actually, i I say this quietly so my son don't hear me, but I bought him Disney Infinity Marvel for Christmas. <laughs> so, nice move. I'm nice. trying to think um, uh, Minecraft. That is the game you should buy Do your child.
3: Do, do girls like Minecraft as much as boys? Everybody likes Apparently Minecraft. Apparently so, yeah. Every, every kid loves Minecraft, huh? Wow. It's,
1: it's yeah, like, um, my wife's sister has uh, a little girl and a little boy, and I said the word Minecraft, and those fucking kids perked up like a dog that smelled a steak. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, everybody loves Minecraft. <laughs>
3: Oh, boy. Like, that's what the perfect a, icebreaker. What a phenomenon that thing is. For
1: children. You want to you get a child talking to you and loving you? Just say Minecraft and say you have Minecraft. They can play Minecraft. Kids go crazy <laughs> for Minecraft. <laughs> In case you did not notice. Anyway, if you want to shoot us an email, it's podcasts at com, And if you want to tweet at us, it's at n 4 podcast. You can also follow us all individually. Jay is at J. John is at JohnWUKHellman'sMayonnaise.com mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> And I am at ZTGD where you can also get all the wonderful updates on the site. And I think that's it. Alright. Unless anybody has anything else, I'm going to go order some, some ZA and watch some za? football. Pizza. before Pizza. I, before I have to go wait at the DMV on Monday morning.
3: You know, uh, I'll, the trick with DMVs is that you got to go on Tuesday. You think Monday, Tuesday? everyone expects no one's gonna be there on a Monday because it's the first day. No, everyone's there on a Monday. Everyone's there on a Friday. You got to go on a Tuesday. That's the trick.
1: Maybe I'll do that. I mean, I work from home, so I can go whenever I want.
3: Yeah, but you don't want to wait on those lines, man. And not all DMVs are made equal, by the way. Like, if you can find the one that is not as packed, like I made a science about going to the right DMV, and it's worked out for me. I've saved a lot of time, and that.
1: Well, I drive. I've, I drive all the way down to the smallest town.
3: In my yes. Area. Yes. There you go. That's smart. That's what I'm doing too. So
1: maybe I'll do that. I'll I'll schedule some time Tuesday morning from like nine to eleven on my calendar. And then just just cruise on down there, take my little eye test, pay for my stickers, and get home by by ten o'clock, hopefully.
2: <laughs> that's my that's
1: my goal. <laughs> In the UK, thinking.
2: you don't have to go anywhere; you just have to send a form off.
1: Oh no, well I can do that too, but I waited too long, and when I have to renew my driver's license, I have to go down there because I have to take the eye test again.
3: Do you have to do it for every four years?
1: I think so. I mean, they don't really care about the eye test. Like you look in there mm-hmm. and you read it and then they go, Okay, where's my twenty dollars? You know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you still, exactly you still you right. still have to do it. Like you have to and you know, that's when they'll ask you if you want to register to vote and you go, Hell no, because then I gotta do jury duty.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's when you gotta do all that and they're like, Are you still fat? Yeah, I'm still fat. Do you still wanna be an organ donor? Sure. You know, all those questions. Okay. Well, have fun with that. Oh yeah! I, whatever, video games. <laughs> um, if you haven't checked it out yet, I did a video of the NES Classic, and this week I will be doing a video of the Retro Bit.
3: Uh, which games did bit. you uh, check out on the first video there?
1: Uh, the video I did uh, I looked at Star Tropics, Punch Out. Uh, I was just kind of flipping through them. What else? I Super Mario Brothers Two. I mean, it's real quick. I just dive into the games for, like, right, two right. or three minutes. But um, okay. I think I did, like, five or six games. I did Donkey Kong Jr.
3: Oh, oh, I forgot to ask. Um, I heard the major thing that everyone's complaining about in the Classic is that controller, like, the length of the controller wire. Like, how short is it?
1: It's fucking insulting.
3: <laughs> how, like, we're, how many feet are we talking?
1: Dude, we're talking, like, maybe two feet. Are
3: you serious?
1: Oh, yeah, it's bad. It's real bad See? It's real that's... bad. Holy shit, that's nothing. Yeah. Uh, there's a third party that is sen- that sent me a 10 foot extension cable and they're also sending me a wireless controller. so yay. <laughs> but yeah the, the, the first to, to play it the first day I had it, like I had to drag the wires halfway across the room in order to be able to sit further than like a foot away from the television. It's bad.
3: That sounds terrible.
1: Yeah, it really is. Like I don't know what they were thinking with that chord length, but that is like that is my one negative on my review.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good. Good to know.
1: <sighs> but anyway, that's it. Unless you guys have anything else, we'll get out of here. Nothing. Be out. No. Nope. Yeah. I'm good.
0: Fuck it. Epic fail. <laughs>
3: Welcome to the N4G podcast. Oh,
0: you It's me, Mario.
1: Zero dollar. This is gonna be a very interesting episode.
3: Greetings, program. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret
1: underground N4G radio layer. The wall <laughs> And I'm always at Killer Wolverine. Play game.
3: Not hot boys! No bad boys allowed! And then, I, and then I killed the dragon. Yeah, I killed the
1: dragon.